Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you a very special guest. Today I am going to be doing an interview with one of my clients. Her name is Penny Ogden and she's been in the Seekers for a little while now. She has had such an amazing transformation. You are going to just enjoy this interview and find so much inspiration just and so much hope from her from her time with us today. Um, now, I would encourage you, if you are somebody who lives in a house with somebody else who maybe doesn't want to eat the different foods or they love to eat a certain way and they're not wanting to join you on a weight loss journey, um, maybe you're starting to, you know, maybe you've just decided to join the Seekers Method or maybe you've just decided to incorporate God into your weight loss, whatever it is, if you have somebody in your home who doesn't like to eat the way that you're needing to eat, then this particular interview is for you. This is also an inspirational interview for somebody who might find that they're having difficulty. Maybe you've just had surgery and you're at a point where you can't stand, you can't cook, you can't prep, you can't do all of the things and you're at the mercy of other people. Oh, this interview is going to be for you as well. Um, so stay tuned. And in this episode, you're going to get to meet um, the beautiful Penny Ogden as she shares a little bit about her, her walk on the narrow path, despite starting out unable to walk. <laughs> You'll understand what that means. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I have. Hey you, real quick, I have an exciting announcement that I cannot wait to share with you, my podcast listeners. So you might not know this, but I am currently seeking 25 women to do a beta test with me of the Seekers Method for Weight Loss. This is the beta test for you, for the woman who is maybe not on Facebook, but who's interested in the DIY version of the Seekers Method. The time is now. I mean, I can't even believe that I'm sharing this with you because last week, God told me that while I might not have this new release of the Seekers Method ready yet, that many of his daughters were ready and that I needed to put it out there imperfectly. You know how some of us just kind of get stuck in that perfection trap. So much of this product is ready and available to you and you are welcome to participate in this beta test. If you are interested you need to act quickly. I'd like you to go to my website, sherrycapilla.com, and at the very top, you'll see a little, a little bar that says click here for the beta test. You need to go there and click there for the beta test. There's a little video where I tell you a little bit about what we're testing and what I'm looking for and all of those things. Or you can also go to today's show notes and I'll have a link put right in there for you. At the time that I'm recording this, there are currently only 19 seats left because before I take this to social media, I've taken it first to my email list and now to my podcast listeners. So a handful of people have already responded that, um, responded to that private invitation, but this is your private invitation. I would encourage you. I know this is going to fill up quickly because this has been the area that I've had the most requests. Sherry, can I get the Seekers Method um, without Facebook? Until now, the answer was no. 
Um, here's something else I, I hadn't planned on telling you. You get a free copy, an advanced free electronic copy of my forthcoming book, The Seeker's Method. You also get a free copy of my recently published journaling prompts workbook of The Seeker's Method. So, oh, and here's the bonus. Oh, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, no more waiting for open enrollment because this is a way that God has you know, just told me to go get this out there for those of you who are ready now. He needs you seeking him instead of a number on the scale and the time is now. So if you're interested, act quickly. Go to my website, sherrycapola.com. Click on the beta test thing. Go through the details. See if it's a match for you. Enroll and you'll be in it. Um, otherwise, I, I will have to, I'm going to cap it at 25 because I want to be able to work with these women, answer their questions and all of that. All right, back to the broadcast. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast, Penny. I'm so thankful that you are here. I'm excited to be able to share you with my listening audience. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Penny Ogden. Hello, Penny. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Well, I'm so thankful that you're here with us today because as you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about how, you know, on our journeys, we go through different season, seasons of our lives. And as we get a little bit more advanced in our age, where you and I both are at this particular point, you know, I'll speak for myself on that one, weight loss becomes a little bit difficult. And what might have worked for us in the past doesn't necessarily work for us anymore. And I tapped you as somebody in the Seekers Method to bring on to the podcast because you have had such a profound transformation. And so I thought maybe if I could, I'd love to ask you a little bit about, you know, your life as a dieter before, you know, coming into the Seekers Method. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I can say that I've probably done almost every diet out there at one point or another. <laughs> And I've, I've yeah. had a couple of really successful diets as far as weight loss is concerned. I did Nutrisystems and got within three points of my, um, or three pounds of my goal weight. I did, mm. um, I've done um, weight, uh, weight Watchers. But the thing about those programs for me was when they were over, I just gained the weight back immediately because I didn't learn how yeah. to eat correctly. I didn't. I wasn't relying on the strength of the Lord. And that's, that's been a game changer for me. And what really brought me to the point of joining Seekers was um, I had two things that happened that were pretty profound. The summer, I joined Seekers, um, I think a week after Christmas or the first part of January, a year ago. And that summer before that, I was in a neighboring town where they have a fabulous ice cream shop. And I was with um, my family and everybody wanted to go and get these big ice cream cones. And I didn't get one. And I was whining to the Lord about it and saying, I just wish I could eat like everybody else. I wish I could eat like a regular person. And the Lord very clearly said to me, I wish you would eat like a regular person too. And that was oh. such an eye opener for me. I was just like, wow. He's right. I don't eat like a normal person. I eat like a fat person. Wow. And, and that just really kind of shook me to my core. And I just started thinking about what I should do about it. You know, and that was probably August or no, I think they were here in September. So then um, my friend Tara started looking into seekers and she kept writing to me and saying, look into this. It's so you, it is, you are going to love this. You need Aww. to look into this. And so I did. And I knew, I knew immediately it was what the Lord wanted me to do. And it just, 
was such a game changer. It's really, for me, it's not about losing weight at all. It's about my relationship with the Lord and seeking the power for him and how powerful the Holy Spirit is in directing you when you're open to that and when you allow that. Oh, and that's powerful. And the other thing for seekers for me is the word. I, I am very mm -hmm. directed and I, I'm so in love with the word. I got to tell you, so in love with it. <laughs> me too. The Lord gave me three scriptures right off that have been my, my anchor and my handhold mm -hmm. on the narrow path. And the first one, which um, the Lord gave me was not by might or not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty, Zechariah 4, 6. And oh. And, and I just realized I, I don't have any might. I don't have any power, but I have the yeah. spirit of the Lord. And then one that the Lord had given me before that for something else, but brought back to me was blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Luke 145. Oh. And the Lord has, oh, it's going to make me cry. The Lord has been so faithful <laughs> to fulfill his promises to me. He's such a good God. He has mm. a kind heart. And it, you know, that just made a, a, such a change. And then when I really got into seekers, um, James 4, 17, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So yeah. it's not only just knowing what I should do, but whether I do it or not. And, 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 and just how it connects to sin in so many ways, you know, yeah. I, just, I, it just, it, wow. So powerful. And those, those are on the on my big mirror in my bedroom, and and every morning I get up and I I stand there before that mirror and and read them and and commit them to myself for the day. Um, That's powerful. They are oh, God's oh. word so powerful, and you know okay. it just um, right after I joined Seekers or just before just before I joined Seekers I had major foot surgery, uh, almost oh. a nine hour long surgery. It was a hot mess. I couldn't, I, I couldn't get out of bed and walk on my own for nine weeks. And I had yeah. just jumped into seekers and I have a wonderful church full of loving dear people. And they all brought me meals, but they weren't <laughs> seekers. So I was just like, how, and you know, and I, 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 I got a hold of you and said, what, what do I do? How do I do yeah. this? And you said, don't worry if you're being blessed by the Lord, you're being blessed by the Lord. But I yeah. just, I worked really hard at, I mean, here's an example. My, my pastor's wife brought me a pasta dish. It had, it had noodles in it and, and beef and, and a tomato sauce. And my, my daughter brought down my bowl of, of dinner. Um, and I actually picked out all of the pasta. With my I remember food. that Penny. <laughs> I remember I was just, I was just, my heart was like, I, and, and I, but I also knew that the things that had sauces on them that, you know, that probably weren't all whole 30. I knew the Lord was going to bless me anyway, because I was doing yeah. everything I could. And my youngest daughter, she, she really worked at helping me and, you know, bring me down little plates of, of a handful of nuts and some dates. And <laughs> she took good yes. care of me. And, and, um, oh. But I just, I, I was so, I just knew I had found the true answer. And, you know, and I said to my mom a while ago, I was taking a bunch of clothes to, uh, 
to our thrift shop here and he was teasing me. He's like, good grief. How many clothes do you, how much clothes do you own? I said, <laughs> but dude, I have from size 14 to three X. <laughs> so each yeah. time I get down, I take, I take some, in, you know, I take clothes in and, and, yeah. and I am in 14s now. And I just, I, um, I just said to my mom, I'm, I'm never going to be fat again. This is it. Yes. This is it. I, this, I am never going back because I have learned how to eat. I have learned how to fast. I have learned how to call on the Lord. And my goodness, so faithful. I, I took my family to Denver a week ago for my daughter's birthday. And we went to the aquarium and then we went to Benihana's to eat. And uh, we were on our way home and I was rock bottom tired. <laughs> And I was, yeah. and we stopped at this place to get something to drink and, and use the restroom. And my daughter finished and she went out before me and I went to get my little drink that I usually drink. And I didn't have enough money. I had spent every oh. time I had on, on our day. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, I can't, I ain't for a bottle of water. And I was yeah. really a little fussy about the whole thing. And then I thought, you know what? Star Starbucks is across the street and I have a Starbucks card. I'm going to go get a chai tea, not mm. on program in any sense of the word, yeah. but I was just like, I've had it. I'm doing it. And I, yeah. and it was, it was like five, maybe five 15 in the early evening. And I walked mm -hmm. outside and I, I, and I, and I just said, Lord, help me, help me make a better choice. And I looked over and Starbucks was closed at five 15. Oh. And I just <laughs> laughed and I said, oh, a cream brulee moment. Way to go, Lord. Yes. Thank, you. Thank oh, you so much. I love that. And then I got in the car and my daughter said, where's your drink? And I said, I didn't have enough money to get one. And she said, mom, I'll give you some money. And I said, nah, it's okay. And then my grandson said in the back seat, Nana, I brought extra water. Do you want one? And I said, yes, yes, I do. Ah. So, <laughs> you know, I just, the Lord does those wonderful things that mm -hmm. just, you know, and, and Starbucks chai tea is, is a struggle for me. That's always been my to-go place for comfort. And, yeah. and all, I was in steamboat after a doctor's appointment and I had a really sore throat. And I kept thinking to myself, if I just had a hot chai tea, my throat would feel so much better. And I'm driving to head for home, but I'm going to go right past Starbucks. And the Holy Spirit said, it will not make your throat better and you will feel worse after you drink it. Oh. And I went, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm not going to drink it. Instead, I'm just going to ask you, Lord, to make my throat feel better. And he did. Oh. Penny, what I love about what you're sharing with us right now is how every single scenario that you've just shared basically like spotlights your three scriptures that you shared with us. You know, not by might, not by strength, but by the power of the spirit. I mean, just like, you know, blessed is she and what it, what, when you know what you should do and you don't do it, that's it. like, it's just amazing how it, like you're, you're showing how God shows up in your life. I mean, yeah, you were blessed with the meals that they brought you, but it's not by your might, but by the spirit of the Lord within you that you just picked out every single piece of pasta. <laughs> I mean, that's just amazing, you know, and then even just the, the Tai Chi, your creme brulee moment, all of it is just, and then God, you know, your grandson showing up with a bottle of water. Yeah, you're absolutely right. God is going to be with us on this journey if we invite him, if we seek him, if we pursue him. And I see that in your walk. Thank that you. That is so I, good. 
it is true. He's so, you know, and I, um, when I did Nutrisystems and then I gained all the weight back, my daughter came out one day and she was in high school then. And she said, mom, can I wear this dress? And it had been a dress that I had worn during my successful part of this pro that program. And I said, honey, yeah. it's not going to fit you. It's going to be huge on you. And she said, I don't think so. And she went in and put it on and she came back out and, and it fit her perfectly. And I remember I was standing by the trunk in our, and I just sat down and I said, I was that small? And she said, yes. And I just started crying and I said, I didn't know. Oh. I always felt fat, even, even then. I always had this wow. thing. And, and the Lord has been so faithful. And Tara, with showing me, look at, what, look at how you look right now. Let me take a picture of you. You got to see this. <laughs> and, and at Christmas, I always buy myself a new Christmas t-shirt at Walmart every year. And I bought my new Christmas t-shirt and I had all my old, my old Christmas t-shirts out and I laid my new shirt on top of my old shirt. And there was like probably two and a half inches on each side. I mean, I just went, whoa, wow. whoa, whoa, I don't believe it. And, and I, <laughs> I, and I took a picture and posted it because that shirt was a three X and now I was wearing a 14. I mean, isn't that amazing? It's mind blowing. It just uh, all the yeah. time. I'll be walking up the stairs and look down at my legs and go, "These are really my legs." I can't believe it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And and do you feel through this entire journey that you've really kind of pulled God closer? Oh yes, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been a Christian for a long, long time, and 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 have loved the Lord, you know, since my daughter was like two, I think, and mm -hmm. and. I probably shouldn't tell. She just turned 40 and she's in her late 40s now, which I don't know how it's possible because I still think I'm in my 40s. What? I love it. Uh. But um, just that it's become more of a minute by minute walk with him. You know, it's it's an ongoing yeah. conversation and and just how how great the pres presence is and, and inviting the Holy Spirit in um, in a way I never have before. And just, mm -hmm. you know, the conversations with, with the Holy Spirit have been just astounding. It's yeah. just so faithful to meet you where you are. It, it's yeah. And it, my heart just grieves for people who don't, who don't know that and don't get to share in that because it's so, yeah. it's so powerful and it's so sweet. It is. It's like, it's the most precious thing that I have yet. I can't. Like, I can't hold it, like, but it's the most pre precious possession. Like, I just love the relationship so much. And I'm a lot like you. I want everybody to have this, not just for weight loss, but just in every area for all the things. Yes. Yeah. I'm and with you, you on that. Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying my friend, Lori, who's now in doing Seekers, I walked into the Shell gas station and I hadn't been in there in quite a while because of COVID and all that. Yeah. And she said, girl, what is happening to you? And I, I said, oh, well, I've lost weight. And she goes, but it's more than that. You're shiny. Oh. You are just shiny oh. and, and so happy. And I said, I said, yes. And this is how I did it. And I told her about it. And she's like, I want that. And, yeah. and, and but, it, and she wasn't saying that because she wanted to lose weight. I mean, of course she did, but she said, I want yeah. that happy face. I want that shiny. Oh. And, yeah. and that's the Holy spirit, you know, that's got yep, nothing to do with me. And I'm and, with you on that. It's that glow. 
you know yeah. it yeah. really is it's it's like you've got like the reflection the glory reflection you know it's like you just can't you can't hide it it's in you and that's just powerful now tell me a little bit because like you shared with us at the beginning of this you know you were you were unable to stand and prep and, you know, do all of these things. And clearly you had to depend on a lot of people to bring you food and all of those things. How was it for you when you first saw in, in the seekers method that we were going to be leaning into fasting? Had you ever fasted before? Did you have any apprehension? Yeah, I, well, I fasted during um, Bible school. We, we fasted on Mondays and, um, and when I was tr praying for my mom's salvation, I actually fasted for 10 days. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I I'm going to, I'm going to stop everything, but water and Dr. Pepper, but three days into it, Dr. Pepper was killing my stomach. So I had to quit that too. Yeah, exactly. But I was bound to determine that I was going to fast and I was going to believe God for my mom's salvation. And she did get saved. Um, oh. And that was just, you know, I was really young then and it was a piece of cake. So when we first started talking about fasting and all that, I was like, oh, yeah, I can fast once a week. No, no, no worries. Yeah. And then when I when I saw what it really was, I was like, wow, I don't know if I can do this. But <laughs> I but I said it's part of the program and I know it works. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna do it. And um mm -hmm. and it has actually been, I mean, I love it. It it one mm -hmm. thing it freed me from was nighttime snacking. Because yeah. even though I was I was whole 30, I was finding whole 30 things to snack on and I was still snacking mm -hmm. before I went to bed. But when you're fasting, you can't. So that was easy. Yeah. And, yeah. Was, and <laughs> my gosh, I feel so much better. I can't even tell you how good I feel. Um, I am going to tell you all out there, don't wait until you're in your 60s to do this because a lot of it goes to wrinkles. I'm telling you, do it now while you're young and your body will bounce back. Go for it, you guys. I wish I had, I wish I yeah. had discovered it before, but, um, I, I, yeah, I love the fasting. It has been, it's been so good and so healthy. And, you know, I, once in a while I'll have a day where I think I'm going to starve to death, but I, I don't. <laughs> I yeah. don't. Sometimes I'm watching <laughs> yeah, the clock exactly. going, when is 2.30 going to get here? When is it going to get here? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And do you feel now that since you've, you know, been through the program and you've done it and you've had tremendous success, I mean, I've, I've just been blown away every time we get on a Zoom call and like you're the incredible shrinking penny, but do you feel now that you have the tools to, to do what it takes in order to maybe even turn around after, you know, if you were to have an indulgence, you have the toolbox now to turn things back around? Yes, I, I had a, I had a minor indulgence during Christmas mm -hmm. and um, I, I work at a coffee shop and I, I am the baker. <laughs> yeah. So, I bake all these cookies and I do a lot of gluten-free stuff. Our coffee shop's become, becoming really well known in our itty bitty town for having gluten-free foods. Oh, and good. Uh, we have truck drivers who've altered their routes. So they come through Walden to get gluten-free oh, gluten -free things. So cool. Yeah, it's really fun. But um, one of my big weaknesses besides chai tea is cookie dough. I can turn oh. down any cookie, no problem. But cookie dough is a struggle. <laughs> but, you know, for a whole year, I didn't touch cookie dough. I would make all the cookies and everything. So I'm making ones that are a particular favorite of mine, cookie dough wise. And I thought, you know, I, I'm starting to add things back in and see what I can, what I should have and what I shouldn't have. I, I could have a piece of cookie dough. Well, that turned into probably about four 
four cookies worth of cookie dough by the time I was done. <laughs> and I got a rocking headache. And wow. I had some other stuff that happened as well, bathroomy things. And I was just like, whoa, I really can't eat sugar. That is not good. Yeah. For me. And so the next day when I, when I was starting my fast, I was struggling. I was really yeah. struggling. I, I thought I was going to starve and all, you know, I just, it was really hard. And so I, I made it a fat fast. I, I ate some, and some avocado in probably mid morning and a handful of nuts at one point. And, um, and I made it through, but I just, I just sat down and I got out the word and I wrote out some scriptures and I just said, that's the end of that, Lord, this is a new day. And this is how I'm going to mm. walk with you the way you've showed me. And, and I got back on and now I'm very clear about sugar. It's just really doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. you know, so gluten and sugar or wheat in particular, I, I got to stay away from because yeah. I, I've tried a few little wheat things and, and, uh, um, it kills my joints. All my joints start hurting. And yes. I know I can't eat that. So, you know, I've added a couple small things back into my eating program. Um, and I'm looking forward to when it stops snowing, which it's doing right now, so that I can uh, start walking with my dogs outside again. They're looking forward to that yeah. too. So, uh, uh -huh. and getting more of, of that going. But um, yeah, God's just, you know, and, and that's just it, the conviction of just, you know, if I'm not doing what I should do, that is sin for me. And, and, you know, yeah, I'm eating that last little piece of cookie dough. And I just stopped and said, Ken, this is sin for you. This is sin. God has showed you something different. And that was the end of the cookie dough. But wow. um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, just even, even just what you shared at the beginning, too, that, you know, when God said to you, I wish you would eat like a normal person, too. I mean, that's just powerful. God meets us where we are and then even connects the dots, even to scripture like James 4, 17, you know? And I mean, I remember Penny, when I first read James 4, 17, and I added even in weight loss to the end of it and thinking, oh boy, oh, this is, this is powerful to me. Like, like it, it really showed me, you know, that I didn't have a weight loss problem, but that I had an obedience problem. Yes, exactly. You know? And, and yeah. you know, weight I mean, loss is kind of like, I mean, for me, it was, I mean, when I became a Christian, there was a lot of things I quit doing, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. drink, I didn't, you know, I just, a whole lot of things. I, I wouldn't watch a show unless I asked the Lord, is this okay? And yeah. if he said, no, I don't want you to watch this. I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, and there yeah. were, I really wanted to watch, but I didn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. And I just... But eating, I, I just didn't, I didn't see the sin in it at the time. It was just, it was, it was, it was a comforting thing from my childhood. And, um, you know, and I would think, yeah, it's easy to not drink because you don't have to be where there is drinks, but you got to be where there's food all the time. Exactly. You know? And I would try all these things in my own strength and, you know, and I just keep failing and then I would be so sad about it. I'd have to go have some M&Ms with peanuts to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> yeah. 
Because in our own strength, we don't have it. We can't do it. You know, we literally, our willpower is fleeting. It's just one of those things where, you know, before you know it, we're like you and we get out of the car at the rest stop and we don't have enough money for the healthy compliant thing. And then we're walking in our flesh, using our willpower. And we're like, ah, forget it. Dashing it to the side. I'm going to Starbucks for the chai tea. Yep. You know, we just don't have it in our own strength. In our own strength, we're weak. We need him. We have a sin nature that has cravings and hormones. And when we're tired and fatigued and we have all of these things, we want to go to that immediate source of energy. And so many of us go to that source of energy in the form of, you know, the M&Ms, in the form of the cookie dough or the chai, whatever it is, as opposed to recognizing that our immediate source of energy is also available to us, but it's through believing and trusting in him and what he can do. And that's when you get back in the car and your grandson says, here's an extra water. <laughs> like, exactly. That's crazy. And those moments when you are thinking about doing something like that and you choose to stay on the narrow path, that, yeah. that surge that comes after like, yes, yes, this is yes. such a good decision. You know, that is so empowering and so awesome. It is. It's unparalleled to me that to me, that is above and beyond any number on the scale, like just having those little God wink moments where you're like, oh, there is no doubt that he's with me, even on a day where you don't feel him and you just you go through leading in your faith and something happens and he just basically shows up in a way that you only know is him. Like there's no explanation for it. It's him. To me, I would rather pursue that constant state of closeness and nearness with him, as opposed to feeling like I'm getting close to my goal weight, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, yes. there, it's not about it's not about weight loss anymore. It's about just life gain in him. Yeah, the That's first time powerful. I did the program, the first uh, three months, I weighed myself the first day, and I didn't weigh again until it was over. Because I just thought it doesn't matter what's on that scale. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And you know, the scale is not your friend because for me and all my other past experiences, if my weight was up, I was bummed. So I would eat something. If my weight was yep. down, I think, hey, I'm doing pretty good. I could have this trip. <laughs> oh, it was a no-win situation. Oh, yes. So I just was like, yeah, I don't need that skill because that's not my end goal. My end goal is my relationship yeah. with God. And then the rest is just incredible blessing. Incredible. Oh, I know. I mean, there's so much blessing for our obedience. And I love just being able to, because I'm a lot like you. I, I love his word. I love being in it. Like it, it's to the point where, you know, there isn't anything fun to do in this world that trumps me sitting here and being in the word. Like I'm just totally sold out for him. But I, I'm at that point now where there really isn't anything also that I could eat that tastes as good as feeling his presence. And that actually kind of leads me to this question for you. Have you noticed that your food choice really does affect your God voice? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And, and the other thing I noticed is, you know, my little friend inside who says, Oh, you've had a really hard day and now you're really tired. Just yeah. Starbucks not my friend. And no, nope. I, but I, I always thought of the, that as, you know, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm being comforted. And, and I was reading how to have a merry heart in a Martha world. And she, mm. she talked about that little voice in there and that we think of that as our friend and it's not our friend. And I was like, nope. wow, 
That is so true. Oh my gosh. So now when she shows yeah. up, go away, you little liar. You're not my friend. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and we need to, we need to have these truths so that we can truly be spirit led, even in our food choices. Yes. You know, because that little voice sometimes is loud and we do think it's the, it's comforting and that that's self-care. Oh, I deserve it. I should be able to go and have the chai tea or, you know, I've had a hard day. I need to have this to comfort me. No, these are just the vices of the world. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Not with this. But, you know, I've been so excited lately. I mean, when I first was gluten-free, there was nothing decent to eat. You know, yeah. just gave up. I mean, like gluten-free bread was oh, horrendous. Oh, it was awful. Yep. And now all of a sudden, like I, I, if I'm out, uh, out of town and we're going to eat, I usually go for like noodles and company because they have zucchini noodles and I mm -hmm. just get shrimp and the zucchini noodles and all that. We went there the other day when we went down to have our eyes check up things, my daughter and I, mm -hmm. and they have made cauliflower gnocchi. Oh my what? God. That's was, amazing. I, I, it's so good. And I went up to the counter and I said, can I just tell you, thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing these gluten-free things. I just, this is a safe place for me to eat. And I'm really blessed by that. <laughs> the girl said, oh, that's wonderful to hear. And then when I left, she goes, have a blessed day. I said, you too, sweetie. <gasps> so, you know, and then, and um, Cadobas now has cauliflower rice. So you can just put your meat and your yes. sauce on top of it. And I'm just like, Wow, look at this. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is. I love the world catching up in some in some regards, slowly but surely, where it's 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 turning a corner. Let's just keep the hope and the faith and just keep witnessing through our own experience. Now, my last question for you, because I just appreciate your time and I know how valuable it is. What advice would you give to a new seeker that maybe is struggling or having a hard time being obedient? What, what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out? Um, I think... I'm not sure I understand. Oh, sorry. My, my Siri started talking to me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that the probably the best advice that I could give is the minute you start to struggle, run into your father's arms and, mm. and, and tell him, I, I need you. I can't do this. I know yeah. I can't do this. I need you. And then get into his word. I mean, you know, when we started the part of seekers in the third phase where we were keeping all the scriptures, yeah, all the promises. Pots, something or other. <laughs> yeah, okay. all the pots. Yeah, power yeah. of the spirit. Power of the spirit. And I started keeping those scriptures. I was just, I mean, every day when I do the lesson, I always write the scriptures that you give us out in my lesson, yeah. in my journaling out completely. And sometimes I write it out in two places because I, I love the, the passion translation and a lot yes. of times it really speaks to me. So I'll write it out in NIV and then I'll rewrite it again. And, but just writing those scriptures and, and making them a part of my day. And so I, I run to my father and then I run to the word. And he always, I mean, every time I open up that word, it's just exactly what I need to hear right then. And music. I, I, I get a lot from the Lord from the Christian music that I listen to in the lyrics of songs. So in my evidence file, I think it is, or I can't remember. Yeah. I, I, I've written out a lot of songs too, because um, uh, that one, um, 
that he he we never are alone he never leaves us alone yeah that i mean i was i was driving to laramie one day and talking to the lord and and that song was playing in the background and i just i just stopped and listened to it and went yes that is so true i've never had to fight this battle alone you've been there all along all i had to do was ask mm -hmm. all i had to do was run into your arms that's so powerful and so many people need to know that it's that easy i mean not only is it that easy it's that simple it's not going to be easy it's going to be hard but it's as simple as you i mean that actually is scriptural second timothy 2 22 i think it is run from anything that stimulates youthful lust in my opinion lust of the flesh same thing you can run from temptation you can get away from it and that's an amazing strategy because the other part of it is is god needs you to realize that you're not he's not going to pluck you off the planet where you live in a place where all of the food is compliant and you can go to the restaurants and get all the food easily no what you need to do is be made stronger so that when you're facing temptation, you have the choice to either run from it, seek God and know the truth, or you can be strong in the face of it. Have you found that you've gotten stronger? I mean, obviously you're the, the lead baker at a coffee shop. Have you been made stronger in the face of temptation? Oh yes, so much stronger. And you know, another key yeah. to that is prepping. Because, yep. because if you don't prep, then you, you, you get caught off guard and then it's like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do. All I'm just going to eat this. It's sort of compliant yep. or whatever, but just prepping. And, um, I have a couple of soups that I make on a regular basis and they're just in the mm -hmm. fridge for when I'm like, Oh, it's lunchtime. I got it. And I didn't think of what I was going to do today. And the same with salads, um, up here in Walden, lettuce lasts about two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the elevation, I don't know if that's it. Bananas are weird up here. Um, mm -hmm. I used to eat banana every day, but now I hardly ever eat yeah. them because they're, they're icky. But um, yeah, I heard that the closer to the ground the fruit is, the less sugar it has in it and the better it is for you. So bananas are kind of out I of I love that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but, you know, uh, the things that you, at the beginning of your journey, I mean, those, you know, of, as being a seeker, I mean, those were things that helped you to kind of transition probably away from sugar. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. that's, um, you know, and then just, but just prepping and knowing what I'm going to do for the week, I sit down, I, I sit down on Sundays and I write out my grocery list. And one of the things that was very helpful to me is I got a Whole30 cookbook. And my mom yeah. was very resistant to me doing this. She just, I remember that and she brought me candy all the time. I hear honey, I brought you a chocolate. I'd be like, Oh, thanks mom. I'm not eating that. And, and, it, and she would just forget, but she yeah. was resistant to the food and she had gained, you know, for her, I mean, she's this itty bitty tiny thing, but she had got yeah. up 120 something and she was pretty distressed about it. And, um, I think she was at like 129, maybe. So she and her clothes weren't fitting and all of that. So I gave her the Seekers Cookbook. Well, I said to the Lord, I don't know what to do. This was one of my big obstacle things. I don't know what to do because I'm having mm -hmm. all this resistance. And the Lord said, make her your make her your partner in this. And I was oh, like, I, hmm, I wonder how to do that. Okay, Lord, show me how to do that. Well, then I got this cookbook and I took it to her. 
Well, actually, I was still in bed then. I gave it to her and I gave her some sticky notes. And I said, will you go through this cookbook and see what things you think would be good for us to eat? And then Tiana is going to get the groceries so that we can start making these things. And my mom said, oh, yeah, I will. And man, she she picked out a lot of really yummy stuff. And she so she started eating what I was eating, eating with me. And yeah. um, we when we did that, um, she she's at 115 now. <laughs> I love this solution. And I'm so appreciative that you shared that because that's powerful. Make her your partner. You know, that's yeah. how you lead somebody to do something without forcing them. You, you engage them and help them to make the decision. And she did. Yeah, she did. And, and so, you know, we, we eat the same things and it's been really good for both of us. And, yeah. uh, so that's been a real blessing, and, and she's my good partner. Wow. Well, Penny Ogden, you are a real blessing, and I'm just so thankful for you, and I'm so thankful that you have such, not only just such a giving heart and such an obedient heart, but that you have such a heart for God, and you have shared the Seekers Method in the way that you have with so many of your friends. I just appreciate you. Thank you for letting me use your testimony and for just being so transparent and sharing your journey with us here today. I just appreciate you. And thank, thank you for joining my podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and um, end the show today. So thank you for listening. Penny, thank you for joining us. If any of you have any interest in the Seekers Method, stay tuned and I'll give you more information. Hey, you. Welcome to the podcast. Girl, are you in for a treat? Because I am about to share with you a podcast interview that I did with a client of mine named Sherry Wilbur. Oh, if you are somebody who weight loss isn't happening fast enough, or maybe you have endometriosis, or you have PCOS, or maybe you lost a baby while you were giving birth, this woman that you're about to speak with has positioned herself through obedience and through God's grace to be used by God. And how I know this is because this interview is a way that God used her. He prepared all of everything along the way, every bit of suffering that she has gone through, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, you name it. He has prepared her so that her testimony would be so powerful and so great that it could reach the unreachable woman, the woman who thinks that God can't help her lose weight. If you are struggling right now and you're having a hard time understanding what is going on in your life, if you're having a hard time trusting that God's timing is the way to trust for weight loss, then you need to listen to this episode. Not only did Sherry go through everything I just kind of mentioned, but she also lost the bulk of her weight while going through menopause, while her baby girl was graduating high school during COVID and being denied prom, denied, um, you know, graduating and all of the things, this testimony could change your life. Now, it's a longer interview, but it was so good. Like the entire time that Sherry was sharing her testimony with me and talking about what God has done in her, through her, for all of us, for her, while she was sharing her testimony, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop the podcast. I'm like, this podcast is going to be as long as God needs it. This particular episode, I know is going to change somebody's life. 
So if you are struggling, if you're having a hard time on your weight loss journey, maybe you've gone through the Seekers Method once or twice and you've not lost the weight you thought you should have lost, this episode is for you. My prayer is that by the time you are done being introduced and you get to know my friend, Sherry Wilbur, you will leave this episode a changed woman who has hope, who is feeling the encouragement in the spirit, is somebody who realizes that she can do all things. She can even meal prep. <laughs> I love it. Sherry is just, she, there's nothing that she holds back. She shares everything about her journey. So prepare for your blessing as you get an opportunity to meet my dear friend, Sherry Wilbur. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to one of my favorite seekers. Her name is Sherry Wilbur, and she is going to share her testimony with us today. Um, I, I remember seeing Sherry a couple of weeks ago. We live near one another, and I remember seeing her in church one morning. Sherry, I don't know if you know this, but I remember seeing her in church one morning, and I looked over at her, and then I almost pulled my neck out of whack because I looked back again and I was like, look at her. So Sherry, oh, Wilbur, Sherry Wilbur, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I am so excited for my listening audience to get to know you. Um, your transformation is evident. You are clearly physically unrecognizable on the outside. You were always beautiful, but I mean, the transformation, everything that has been happening to you internally is visibly, you know, it, it's visible. I can see your internal transformation externally. And I just want you to know, I'm so, so proud of you and excited for you, but I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about you, you know, a little bit about, you know, what you, maybe what you do, your marital status, if you would, how old you are, you, you know, kids, career, all the things. Tell us about you. Oh, sure. Um, but I just have to say that after that church service, you messaged me and you said, God looks good on you. Oh, and yes. that, touched, that touched my heart. It made me oh. cry. I was like, wow, wow. What is, what a great message I got oh. that morning, but oh, that's beautiful. okay. I'll share a little bit about you, about myself. Um, I'm um, 54. Uh, I have uh, five children. Um, I have Mackenzie, Colton, Casey, Sheridan, and Dawson. Mm -hmm. And uh, four of my children are here with me, and one is waiting for me in heaven. Yes, um, three of my the four children that are here are my bio biological children, and one is is a child that God blessed me to raise from you know, when she was 11 years old, mm. um, she, and she's still very important part of our life. Um, and then, um, Dawson, um, it was Sheridan, my youngest daughter's twin, and he passed away right after uh, they were born. Mm. So we, you know, have blessed assurance that we'll be with him one day. Um, mm. I'm married been for 25 years. Um, my husband is Don. And um, I, I was born again in 1996 uh, with a little prodding from him. Uh, he did not. Um, he was basically telling me that um, what I thought was I was doing, you know, by works wasn't going to get me anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it was, praise God that he, you know, planted those seeds and I became a Christian. Well, what I call a born again Christian in 1996. Um, I was in HR, uh, human resources for 
25 years. That was my career. And then, um, and then suddenly, um, four years ago, I lost my job. And that was a real wake up call. I didn't see that coming. I was kind of blindsided and um, made me reflect on myself, you know, my career, what I was doing, where I was going, what I wanted in life. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I came to you. (laughs) Came to you, Sherry. Um, So, um, so yeah, that's, that's who I am. That's my background. Um, The reason why I sought out uh, the seekers method was I had tried so many things for so many years, every diet, everything you could possibly try and nothing worked. When I was young, I, I would, um, exercise was my go-to and that worked until literally until after, uh, the babies were born. And then all of a sudden my body changed. Yeah, and, isn't that crazy? Um, like how, what used to oh. work stopped working. Yeah. Like, like I would, you know, nothing, like nothing worked. I could, I could, you know, run three miles a day and my, my body. And I didn't, I didn't understand it or, or know what was happening to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I was going to my doctors and they were, you know, and they would just, they would just slap a pill. They would just give me another Mm -hmm. pill or they even gave me diet pills. You know, I mean, all of those things that just don't work. Yeah, but it appeased me at the time, and it got me through um, through what I was going through. But gosh, it was 2019, I think, when I joined the it Seekers um, method because I saw you, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at her—the transformation!" Oh. And I, I had respected you. I I had known you when you were in another previous career, and yeah. so I I thought I, I whatever I trusted you, so oh, I wanted awesome. to see what it was all about. And that's how I, that's how I came to, um, to join. Gosh, I remember that. I remember Mm -hmm. that because I remember, you know, and each of us has our own journey, but I remember when you joined the seekers method, I'm like, that girl does not, she does not need to lose weight. (laughs) Oh gosh. I remember thinking, you know, I, I, I can relate to that because though neither one of us had, you know, 400 pounds to lose. I mean, the struggle is still the same. It doesn't matter because whether you lose a hundred pounds or you lose the same 10 pounds, 10 times, you're still struggling in your weight loss journey, not to mention the way it affects you and affects your life. And and what I noticed was that it would, it would come back. I would lose 10 pounds and whatever I was doing, Mm -hmm. I would gain 20 back. Like once I, once I stopped doing whatever fad diet I was doing, then I, I would, I, it would, it would come back twofold. I mean, it, it just, I, I had ended up going, I think from 2000, let's see, I started working at Crystal, I think in 2005, I, I think I put on 50, 40 pounds maybe mm-hmm. um, in, in a 10 year period. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah, easy. And we're, we're told that as we age, it's kind of just to be expected and perimenopause and menopause, you know, we just kind of roll with it when the reality is, is I don't think it's necessarily necessarily that we have to do it. It's just the way that our food supply is. Uh, absolutely. Everything that's, well, you know, going, I was in perimenopause. I, I started that early and I had um, endometriosis and PCOS. So I didn't even even wow. thought I could have my children. I lost yeah. my ovaries when I was 20, my one left ovary when I was 22. Um, so, so I always had hormone issues. And I think that, you know, going through fertility treatments to have my children, and injecting all of those hormones into my body, I think it really put myself into a, a 
a tailspin. So that when I was trying to come out from that journey, that season of childbirth and having the kids and doing whatever mm-hmm. I could do to get um, to have them, um, my my body just had, you know, it was just a walking hormone. <laughs> and then I, and then all of a sudden perimenopause slips in and it was never, I never had a, so anybody that has PCOS or endometriosis, I can completely relate. It is it is a, such a real struggle that, um, and you think you're going crazy. You think you're, yes. you know, you really and, do. And I'm, it feels I'm, crazy. You, if you feel crazy and your, and your midsection is just blowing up. Like it was yeah. my weight gain was mostly primarily around my stomach and my waist. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so going through that menopause, it's, and then they're not sleeping. I turned mm-hmm. into a person I didn't even recognize. Yeah. You know, I literally re- would schedule my, my, my day late. Like, you know, I would, I would try to schedule everything as late as possible uh, once I started in real estate, because I didn't know what the night was going to bring me, you know, I didn't know. And um, so it wasn't until I, but I still, at, at 2019, I started the TSM yeah. and then I, um, I, the first my first session, it was, it was amazing because it really, it really drew me in. I was like, I wanted to learn everything. I was looking at every um, video, you know, doing the vision boards, doing the journaling. I was, it was a learning curve for me. And I was really trying to focus on that, which, which helped me. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily, cause I was still going through menopause. I was still not sleeping. I was still, so I didn't lose that much weight then. I think it was only seven pounds, maybe 10 yeah. pounds, but, but the learning curve was there. And so yeah. then once I had that basis, um, it helped, it helped tremendously because the next phase, the next sex session was easier for me to fall into place. It yeah. took me a couple of times, you know, I was just, it was just, you know, with, with the kids and, and all the things that were going yeah. on and then COVID hit. And, you know, I had a daughter that was graduate that didn't get to graduate. She didn't get to go to prom. She didn't get to do, you know, so she was depressed. I was worried about her, but it was during that time where I, so gosh, I'm jumping all over the place and I apologize. <laughs> You're but fine. I'm following you. <laughs> it wasn't until the last, um, it wasn't until 2020 that I really grasp the intermittent fasting. Mm. So I'll throw that in there. And I started doing that and I still do that, but it was during that time frame where I was trying to go a little bit longer and a little push myself a little bit harder mm. that, um, I did a 24 hour fast mm. and, um, it, it was that time that changed my life because the, mm. it was, I can't explain it. If you've been there, you know, you just know, but the clarity, the Holy Spirit was talking to me that he said, she said, he said, yeah. the Holy Spirit said to me, I, you need to do something before you're 58. You need to go to the, and you need to go to the doctor and get your, get your heart, your blood pressure checked. He told, he was clear to me in that mm-hmm. moment. So I did. And my blood pressure was, even though I was losing weight, my blood pressure was through the roof. And mm-hmm. so I, I kicked it into a double, I kicked it into double drive. And that's when I doubled down on, on, I mean, the meal planning was, it was, I was strict with it. The fasting was, I was strict with it. And, and once I, once I had that moment, that clarifying moment while fasting, I sought that out. 
Like mm-hmm. I longed for that time mm-hmm. with God. And so when you're, when you're not just, you, when you're not, you're just not intermittent fast, intermittent fasting for um, your weight loss, mm-hmm. you're doing it because you Life want thing. to seek God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it want changes. it. It changes everything. And I love that you shared how at first you only lost a few pounds, but you learned a mm-hmm. lot because you start to see that we have a lot to learn. And it's almost like before I say this all the time, before you can become physically unrecognizable with weight loss, you have to become recognizable inside with spiritual life gain. Like you have mm-hmm. to really start to be awakened before God will start to bless you physically. You have to develop those spiritual disciplines in the way that you are doing in order to have those physical blessings. And I love that you had that clarity on that 24 hour fast. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, and I, and now once you experience that, you want it, yeah. you know, you want it. Like I, uh, so, so when I'm fasting, so, so now I continue, I fast, I try to fast every day and, and, and I try not to eat anything until like around noon. Mm-hmm. And then I have one day a week where I don't, I, I, tr- I go, try to go as long as I possibly can. And, um, you know, realistically with kids and dogs and everything I do, I, I really try to go as long as I can, but there are, there are those, uh, those days where I am just fasting to seek God and I'm praying. So there's, there's a difference in my intermittent fasting daily for weight loss because I'm really, so I'm not, I'm not in active prayer. I pray in the morning, I get up, I do my, my, I walk the dogs, I do all my morning routines and and I'm fasting right for, for weight loss. But when I am fasting for God, I am in prayer. Yep. And And, here's here's um, where the, here's where fasting for weight loss supports fasting for God. It's because then you are conditioning your body. You're no longer being mastered by it. And you create an environment where you can be strong in the spirit and seek God and pray and fast where you can't normally do that. If you're just eating a standard American diet and it really weakens you as as a Christian and the enemy knows that and he uses our food against us. But I love that you drew that distinction, you know, that there are times, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're still looking for weight loss, but it's not just weight loss because you want to look beautiful and everybody to compliment you. It's weight loss Mm -hmm. because you want to be restored to do what you need to do for the longevity of the time that God has you here doing what he needs you to do. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so before fasting, I pray, and then I thank him, you know, in the, you know, before I eat my meal, I thank him for getting me through that fast. And then, um, but I'm also working during that time. So I don't want people to think that, you know, it, it's, you're, you're actually living life during those times, but there's those, there's these times and the longest, the longest fast I've gone is five days. And there's, and that was total prayer. That was because something was changing and something was happening in my life and I needed to be on my knees. I needed to be fasting and I needed to be prayer. It's not something that I go around telling people because it was between God and my husband and I, and we were doing it together. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a, there's a true distinction between that. But yet when I am fasting and in prayer for God, he is, he recognizes my daily fast and, and that I'm doing that to prepare myself for him. He recognizes that he, t- I, I feel it. You know, because I couldn't do those longer fasts if I wasn't in giving it to him. 
it's such it's a it. powerful position of humility. It's where it's where you mm-hmm. really are humbling yourself and God exalts us in that humility. Like God, God sees our hearts in those moments and he sees how we, how we thirst and hunger for more of him. And we'll do, we will put ourselves in a position of suffering in order for him to refine us and make us more Christ-like, which is his goal. Amen. And you know, it's interesting before, um, before I went uh, on this journey with you, I, you know, it's in the Bible about fasting all over the place, Sherry, yes. all over the place. Yes. And yet I did not reckon, uh, yeah, I prayed, but I never, like, did I just like divert my eyes over the fasting and prayer part? I mean, because it's everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. And then all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment when you were, when you first talked about intermittent fasting, I'm like, you know, I have heard about that in the Bible, but how does yeah. that, how's that, what, what am I supposed to do with that? That's something that the apostles did, right? Yeah, or that's something exactly. David did. Yeah. And it's, no, it's tr- It's something we're supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah, supposed- when you first talked about that, I thought, okay, she's going off the deep end now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the most powerful tool that I've ever learned. It, mm-hmm. it It's, is so healing, and 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 then when you see your your prayers, and it obviously it's in God's time, but it just even brings you to your knees more because you know God recognizes your obedience. He recognizes what you know what you did, and you, He answered your prayer and where your heart is. And I love that you yeah. are even talking about in His timing because yeah, sure, you start the Seeker's Method, and you think after ninety days I should have lost more than seven pounds. But what we don't realize is God is doing something here. And if you're going to trust him, that means trusting the calendar or not trusting the calendar, not trusting the scale, but trusting God and knowing that his ways and his timing are his, they're not necessarily ours. And so that means you have to trust implicitly. Like there is no just partial trusting. I think that's how the enemy we set ourselves up for failure because we think, oh, I've been doing this for six weeks and or 90 yeah. days and nothing's worked. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to eat this cake. I'm going to go, but that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. Exactly. Yet if we're, if we stay in it and, and, and the Holy Spirit will guide us the entire way. Now my blood pressure was, I had 190 over a hundred. My, I, my blood pressure is completely healthy. I'm on, on no medication. They'd even put me on metformin at one point for type two diabetes. And it's, um, you know, and my doctors all say, look at me and they're like, Oh, what did you do? (laughs) Oh, you mean God God did it. (laughs) I'm like, it's not me. It's all God. It's all God. That's what I tell everybody. And and if you want to hear about my journey, I'd be welcome to share it with you, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a, um, talk about becoming a Christian. You know, that's where Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it's about. And truly becoming a Christian, a Christian who lives in the world, but not a Christian who's of this world. Like you don't have to, I mean, so many of us don't see how we create our own victimhood, how we are like stuck in a house of bondage where God is saying, you're free. All of my promises apply to you, even in weight loss, but you have to get up and you have to do your part. God's going to do his part. You have to do yours. And this is exactly what you're showing us that, you know, you started the hard part that you knew you had to do. That's so powerful because in this, in this, in our country, 
Think about that. If we had applied these TSM principles to everything <laughs> right now, think about that. I mean, our whole country is, it, it's everything, yep. you know, that Everybody's, they feel victim. Yep. They're entitled and they're victims and they're just waiting for the handout. And God is saying, no, mm -hmm. if you want to get well, you need to pick up your mat and walk. And so what I see happening all the time, even with myself was, you know, I was sitting on my mat. I wanted to get well, but I wasn't willing to get off of my fat mat of excuses. And I would just sit there mm -hmm. and all of my excuses were the reasons why I couldn't lose weight. Well, I can't lose weight because I'm stressed. And therefore when I'm stressed, I have to drink wine. When I'm stressed, I have to mm -hmm. eat various chips and salsa. When the reality is, is God's like, you don't have to do any of that. You can do it in your, you can struggle and not do it well in your flesh, or you can receive my gift of grace and do what you supernaturally couldn't do before because I'm here with you. And so many of us just, you know, we sit there waiting for God to pick us up, make us feel like doing the thing we need to do. Right. So, with well, blinders on, yeah, with totally. blinders on to the enemy. Who's also trying to stop us. Exactly. He's trying to sabotage us. He's trying to sabotage us. You're so right. So what would you say was the hardest part and maybe the easiest part since becoming a seeker? Um, well, let's see, let me think about that. It's not, I mean, none of it is easy. It just, it, it, I guess what the hardest part is breaking your habits mm -hmm. and, and, and waking up and making sure that you're doing this daily, waking up. First thing you do is pray for, because think about here, here's what's the hard part is the, the noticeable difference in my day and my interactions and my, and my eating habits on a day that I don't wake up and pray first. When I don't wake up and give it to God first, my mind, I can't, I'm sure you understand it, but my brain feels like it's a little bit programmed differently that day. Like yeah. I just don't make the decisions that I would do if I wasn't being, uh, wasn't doing it in grace and, and, and with the Holy Spirit guiding me. So, and there are days like that, that you just all of a sudden you jump out of bed and, and there's chaos or there's something's going on or, or, you know, I get a call that my daughter's got a flat tire and I'm, I'm, my whole routine's off yeah. and I'm out the door trying to, and I can, I can sense, feel, so it's recognizing that because when I first started this journey, there'd be days, Sherry, where I wouldn't do that because it wasn't more, it wasn't my norm. It wasn't my yeah. routine. There were days. And then when I would look back after four days, I was like, I didn't even read my Bible. I didn't. Yeah. And I'm wondering why my day is so bad. Yeah. Or I wonder why I made so many mistakes. I wasn't in the word. And then, so, so telling yourself and making yourself, and that's where I think the seekers method has such a, an amazing um, tool is that it's every morning it's, it's reminding you it's every morning reminding you it's getting you in that habit where you're, when you're making your coffee, you're thinking about it when you're, you know, when you're walking your dogs, you're thinking about it. And that's so critical um, to, to Christian living is being in the word. And, and it, 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 this is presenting the word to you right on your, you know, on your computer or your phone. Mm -hmm. um, hardest part I think was for me was meal planning because yeah. it's a, that's hard when you have all these people, because I'm not just preparing my meals i'm preparing their meals yeah and so um but when so so when sheridan went off to college it was just um my husband my son and i mm -hmm. and that was a little bit easier because um it was just the three of us but when when all of us were home and i was trying to meal plan and and also 
feed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It was hard for me not to want to eat what they were eating. That was, yeah. that was, I was, and, and, and I don't know, I'm not, I am not a cook. I am not good at this stuff. So like when I try to make broccoli pizza, this stuff, <laughs> I would try, I was like, Oh, this is an epic fail. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was the food preparation and planning that I got over. But then when I realized it could be simple, Yes. Like my, you know, I, I make my chicken and broccoli or asparagus bowls or mm-hmm. um, that's my easiest go-to. Or I would make um, um, the, uh, what are they called? Like the little lasagna bowl, bowls without the noodles. Yeah. Um, so you like cheese and, and, and some tomato Meat and some yeah. basil. and Yeah. And so those were the easy, you know, go-to things. And, and those, once I learned... Okay, like before, I, I guess what I'm saying is before, uh, it, it took me about a year before I actually started making that a, a true um, practice of meal planning. Mm-hmm. I would just go, okay, I can wing this. I can go with them wherever I'm at and I can eat whatever I have. But it's not reality because when I'm, um, you know, during certain seasons, I'm at a soft, my daughter plays softball for University of Akron. We are gone every weekend. Yeah. If I didn't meal plan, I take those to the hotel room with me. I was eating whatever was at okay. that. I was trying to make it work. Yeah. You know, and so I was. So that that was, I think, the hardest part was the meal planning. But that you know what, and that physical it discipline. Been hard. It shouldn't have yes. been. But it was only hard at the beginning. Yeah, it was only hard in the beginning. Yes. You know, once you, I like, got, once I became. Yeah, because like you said, you just had to break bad habits. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, the easiest part was, you know, the Bible readings, because I did that. That was, I, I, that was who I was. So going into it, it wasn't something that I had to create a, a habit of doing. Um, but what I did notice with, with TSM is where you can apply it to weight loss. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. Cause is, how, is, how many times do we ever do that? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those, that, uh, you know, that's just a gift from God where, you know, he can show us the scripture and we have to say, okay, Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And all you have to say mm-hmm. is even in weight loss, I can take this can asparagus and chicken and broccoli with Praise me God, to yes. in baseball game. Like yes. I just have to renew my mind, pick up my fat mat, put it in the burn pile and start walking. Amen. You know, yes. It's it so really true. It just comes down to that. And you know, that's where I think that's what, that's what real faith is. That's what real faith is where we are able to see what God's word says, trust it, and then obey it. Because yes. so many yes. of us can read God's word and then want to trust it, but not trust it and then not obey it, you know? And that's what gets mm-hmm. us stuck in our, our fat pants. That's what gets us to a point of, you know, thinking that we can't lose weight and that we start trusting our reasons and our excuses more than anything. But that's, that's right. powerful. I love that you're sharing yeah. with us the real hard things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, because the reality is, is if you pretend like that's not real, yeah, we're not going to help anybody else. No, you're not. And that it took you a year to, I mean, you don't have to be a chef. It took you a year to figure out that you don't have to have this Pinterest pretty dinner on the table all night while the kids are eating lasagna and you're eating, (laughs) you know, whatever you're eating that you can simplify it. A hundred percent. And like, I literally to, 
to go to the dollar store and get my little bowls that yes. you you know that were four bucks and mm-hmm. and and do this. And I'll tell you, it, it, my my youngest daughter came home from college this summer, and she's been doing the meal planning with me. Oh, it's so healthy to start her off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you? Yes. Tra- what would you have trade to have had that start off? You know what I mean? To be starting right, off right. Oh, right, right. You know? From when uh, from yeah, when I was a kid, yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she she they see the they see the transformation, mm-hmm. and and wanted to be. You know, she came home from school and she's like, mom, I don't know what you're doing, but and I said, well, it starts with meal planning. Yeah. And so she literally engaged in it, helped me, made them. It was, and then it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was really fun. Cause it's an opportunity for you to minister to your daughter through your outward expression of obedience. And you're also able mm-hmm. to teach her how to cook and teach her how to plan and all of those things. So what would you say, what is what have you learned about yourself since being a seeker? Is there any one thing that you could say you've learned about yourself? Well, so I, I guess I'm an, I'm an a personality mm-hmm. where I was always the fixer. I was always the person who I was HR business manager. I was the one dealing with union contracts. I was the fixer. And, um, and, and I, I guess what I really, learned about myself was that I am God's the fixer. Oh, I love that. I knew you were going to say that. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just don't, I I don't, it's none of it's me. I don't give myself any of the glory, even, even carrying over into real estate. Now, when, when I get uh, someone that I can work with and help find a home, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a blessing. It's from God. And if someone doesn't want to work with me because I am a Christian and into today's culture, it, that has truly happened. The first time it broke my heart. The second time I realized Whoa. I was dodging a bullet, you know, and, and so I just him have humbled myself. None of it is me. I don't give myself any of the glory. It's I used, and I used to, I, I was, pro, you know, it was pride that got in the way. I used to, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's, that is, it's that's not, the world. It's, well, I'm so sorry that somebody wouldn't want to work with you as a Christian. And I, I can relate to that, you know, being labeled a Christian life coach, yes. um, you know, the people that come out, the evil that's, that's prevalent and, you know, in, in no short supply, that's for sure. Um, but also just recognizing how much everything you're doing physically and spiritually that people are paying attention to you, you know, I mean, your daughter Sheridan is noticing the transformation. And even when you get a client who, whether they know your faith or not, your faith becomes evident at some point usually. And, and when that happens is knowing that even though they might not be a Christian, they just might not be a Christian yet. And that might be right. Right. For God, for you. Like the first time I tell client, well, let's pray about this. Mm -hmm. And the response I get, I know sometimes it's like, oh, thank thank God you're a Christian or the other one. I was like, oh, this is really awkward. Mm -hmm. And then, and they're uncomfortable because it can be uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily ask them to pray with me right then. I'll just say, hey, I'll pray for you about this decision. And then just see where that leads because all I'm doing is planting a seed. And hopefully, hopefully it's not my job to see it, you know, harvest, but hopefully... Yeah, it that's will. the Holy Spirit. No, 
That's exactly what the Holy Spirit will do. You go in there and you plant the seed and the Holy Spirit comes in and does what he needs to do to waken them up and help them to be spiritually born again. And that's powerful. That's just, I love that because that gives you an opportunity, especially as a real estate agent to really go out there and have a massive audience to be as your ministry. Like that's your ministry is every, every opportunity is an opportunity for you to go and do what God tells us to do, which is to make disciples. And you do that indirectly. I mean, and that, that comes through you because I know that I've had the opportunity to work with you in that capacity. And that comes out in your softness and and in your just genuinely help versus, you know, you can be in other situations and you can see cutthroat and you can see how people only have, you know, Mm -hmm. bottom line, best interests, as opposed to what is, what is God's will for you in this season? So that's definitely evident. So what do you feel looking back on your weight loss journey? what did you really kind of have to start and stop doing? I mean, I definitely see, you know, you kind of answered that with breaking bad habits, but when you look Mm -hmm. back, what did you really have to start and stop doing? I had to stop. I think I had to really stop thinking that or stop thinking that I could, I think I kind of answered this a little bit, but that I had any control of it. Um, That, uh, I mean, although it's hard to explain, I do have control of it. But as long as I'm living in grace, I have a part in it, right? And it's not just me. You have to have God on their journey. You have to. And everything that you do, it it just can't be, okay, I'm going to have God on Sunday. And I'm going to have him when I do this. And it's got to be every day. It's got to be a part of every. And I had to, uh, I had to give everything to in prayer because I didn't do that. I tried to make decisions on my own. Um. And then I, I think at home, I, I had to, like, it was a learning curve for even for my kids because they're watching mom literally fast every day and pray. And like, at first they think that it, they never see me as, com- I don't know, committed's not the word. I don't know. Walking in the spirit the way that I meant, I guess, is the mm. word because I've, yeah. yeah that, that it's, it was, it was a change for them too. Um, and that's another life skill that we need to teach them mm-hmm. that, you know, weight loss yeah, it, is probably the only visible way to do it. Cause they can see the results. Yeah. yeah. And in every season, like, you know, like, okay, so I can't just be a Christian during, um, you know, the October to, to January when, when, you know, real estate's a little bit slower and no softball is mm-hmm. being played. You know, that's when I have to double down and give more of my time in ministry and to helping others and walking. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a full commitment. And I, I want other people to, to realize that you can't just, this isn't a 90 day program. This is a life changing program and it, oh. it, you have to stay with it. You can't, you one you can't walk away. It won't work. Yeah, you know, it's, you, it's gotta be a continuous journey. It is because it's, you know, you might come here for weight loss, but you stay here for, for life gain. Mm -hmm. I really, I know Mm -hmm. that for me, you know, I, I saw, I stepped into seeking God and not a number on the scale because I wanted to lose late, lose weight. And then as I started pursuing and gave up the gym for him and did all of the things that I always talk about, as I started doing that, I started finding my life and stepping into power and stepping into truth and being able to attribute it to what God was doing in my life, not what I was doing in my life. 
And then as I just continued to seek him and pursue him, he blessed me. And I didn't even mm-hmm. realize it was going to be a byproduct of it. I had no idea. Yeah, and yeah. so that's powerful. Yeah. Now, what would you, what would you say to a new seeker as she might step into joining the seekers method first for the first time? What would you, what advice would you have for her? I, if I could tell anybody, don't set yourself up for failure by having your expectations too high, mm-hmm. enjoy, embrace every, every every day what you're learning and and you're going to have setbacks and you're going to have seasons where there's going to be times where something happens where you're not going to be able to focus on it but jump back in don't walk away and continuously seek because because there were you know this has been a three-year journey for me yeah and um but I never stopped Mm -hmm. and there was there was times when I couldn't you know somebody was sick or I was sick or we were going through COVID and there was probably a week or two before I, or that I actually, you know, got back on, but then I would go back on and I would, and and I would watch the videos or do the workshops and do whatever I needed to do. And, and, and don't, if you mess up. So most diets, I think people are on when they mess up or they had a bad weekend, they, they fall off the, and they don't come back on because it's not a, it's not a mind changing, um, God assisting program, right? This one, God never let, he never leaves you. He's always there. So when you're, when you're falling off, he's still holding on. And so just jump back on the, on with him and don't just keep, keep going away. Don't beat yourself up because there's, you're in a season that, that, you know, a week where you can't do something or, or just don't beat yourself, be easy on yourself. And yes. recognize the sabotage from the enemy that he is going to try to mm-hmm. pull you away. He's going to try to do everything he can. And and if you say not today, saying I'm not, you know, and get back on the, you you know you have, you know you have the power of the blood to do that. You do. You have power and authority in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. You're so Amen. right. Because that's exactly how we've been conditioned. And that's what we're trying to, you know, help women do is to stop conforming to the pattern of those conditions. And the conditions are when I have, when I've gone off the bandwagon, I've fallen off the bandwagon and I'm, you know, had a bender over the weekend and I did all these things. We just think we've blown it, but we haven't. Yeah. No, we we haven't. No. We just, we just need to stand back up and maybe re on ramp ourselves, go slutty and, and go slow and steady and receive God's grace. Like you have to let God help you. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it you're always hard. a fixer. You're always a fixer and you had to yeah. let God fix you. Yeah. And you, and look at it, look at yourself and, and love yourself. And every, every step in the journey you're going to see transformations in your body. You're going to see changes. You're going to see hair loss. I did. You may not see any of that, but I, I experienced it. I was also going through menopause at the same time. But so I had to really step back and, and focus on myself and love myself for each step. You know, if I didn't have, you know, I had to go through menopause because that was a stage. That was a season where I could have my children and now God is changing my yes, season exactly. and I'm not going to hate it. I'm I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to exactly. embrace it. It's who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to embrace my, my um, C-section scar because that is, that was a, 
that is a, such a gift to me, you know, and uh, I'm not, I'm not live up to anybody else's expectations. I'm just living up to God's expectations mm-hmm. and who he wants me to be. Oh, I love all of that. And I, you know, what's amazing right now is how you're giving a gift to the audience, even just talking about, you know, as a new person joins to manage their expectations, right? That is so huge, you know, because I actually got impressed upon my heart in the last few weeks that I needed to do a podcast like that to tell women, listen, your weight loss, even if you only need to lose 40 pounds, it could take you three years. And mm-hmm. that's okay because so many of us, you know, we just take the bait of Satan hook, line and sinker from the world that says, oh, you know, you're watching an infomercial because you can't sleep in menopause at three o'clock in the morning on TV. Mm-hmm. And the infomercial says, you know, Sally lost 90 pounds or 60 pounds in 90 days by following this system. And, you know, she had all the buy this pill. Yeah. Buy this pill, press the easy button, all the mm-hmm. things. And the reality is, is you know, you might do that, but at what cost, you know, you might get there and be like, you know, what, what Sherry and I started talking out at the beginning, you can lose that 10 pounds, that hundred pounds, whatever it is. And then once you're off that diet, you go back to eating the way you used to eat and you found it again, you oh, know, and, and then being, some, and then, yeah, some. and then some. And so I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but I suspect we're very similar in that God has strengthened us. So that way through our wilderness, our three-year wilderness journey, we have, we're, we're starting to see the light of the promised land. And as we arrive, not only is oh, you just gave me God bumps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. But as we see the promised land, not only do we realize that we've been made stronger, but we realize that we had to be made stronger because once we arrive, we have to be void of sin in order to reside in the promised land for God to be there with us. This oh, amazing- that's beautiful. It's so true. And and it's exactly what the Bible tells us, you know, when he sent the Israelites out and when he sent Joshua and everybody, it was to rid the land of sin. Our weight loss journey is no different. The land has Mm -hmm. to be rid of sin. If God is going to be on the land with us. And if he, and he's here, he's there, but you Mm -hmm. have to do the hard things in order to be refined and made stronger so that you're equipped to stay in the promised land with God. That's just powerful. That is, that is so, he's just powerful. So what advice, because girl, I could talk to you for days. It's only become obvious, (laughs) but what advice would you give your future self for those hard days? What advice would you like to give yourself? Um, gosh, I think I still struggle with, um, self-sabotage like uh, blaming myself like thinking that I'm weak or you know like disappointed that I had a piece of cake and I just want I just I I, my future self says just don't worry about the small stuff yeah just give God the glory you know there's going to be times where you can indulge and um I never feel good after I do that. So that, (laughs) so I try to avoid it, but there's going to be times when I, I, when you do and just don't beat yourself up over it. Just keep faithful to your journey. And that is my, that is my daily challenge is that I just can't beat myself up over life or, or, and, and there are going to be times in life when something bad is going to happen. It's just inevitable. And I still have to be focused on God and what has happened. I saw when I lost my son, what it did to me. I can never let that happen again. 
you know, I can never let myself, you know, um, go, you know, it, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It'll, those are terrible, terrible things that happen to us in life, but we will get through it. We will get through it. It says in the Bible, mm-hmm. he will remove that pain. It, the sting will not be as strong. Mm-hmm. And so, and that is in everything, right? That's in a job loss. That's in a, you know, a family member loss. That's in marriage loss. That's in all of those things. And we need to remember that God will protect us. He will, he will take that sting away. And even in that moment, when it seems like the world is falling apart, tomorrow's a new day mm-hmm. and he's, does not fail us. He's with us always. Every single day. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to circle back to something you said, you know, about the whole self-sabotage and, um, you know, disappointed in yourself because you had a piece of cake. And I just want to encourage your future self, your future heart with this particular area, because God impressed upon my heart when I was reading the book of Joshua and Joshua was going into battle. And as Joshua was leading the Israelites, you know, he kept telling them, you know, we're going into battle. This is what we're going to do. We are to take no plunder. We're not to, you know, go in and take the gold and the silver and bring it back to us. We're just to go in and obey what God has told Mm -hmm. us to do. And that's to slaughter the people. Unfortunately, it sounds so morbid, but to slaughter Mm -hmm. the people because God gave us the goal of ridding the world of sin. And so they would go in and do it. And then something would happen where all of a sudden some tragedy would happen in the camp with the Israelites and God would say, somebody took the plunder. I told them not to do it. They disobeyed and they Mm. took the plunder. And then there would be, you know, they would repent and they would fast and pray and all these things, but then they would go into battle again. And this time God would say to them, now this time you can take the plunder. And so what I want to encourage your future self with is there will be times where God will say to you, Sherry, when you're going to the birthday party, because you came to me and said, God, can I have the cake? He's going to say, you you can take the plunder, you know? Oh, that's that's awesome. It's so powerful because there will be days where that cake is bad. Not that it's bad, you know, necessarily it's not the best thing for you, but Mm -hmm. we can still eat it and whatever, but the timing of it could be bad. Whereas there, Mm -hmm. you know, and God knows the timing that you need. Whereas another time he might say, it's okay to have it because the timing is right. And so just for your future self, when you're thinking of self-sabotage, the enemy wants you defeated and condemning yourself. Whereas God wants to say to you, seek me first above all things. And it's all my timing, my plan and my will. And when you seek that, then you can't be led astray. Absolutely. And there will be times where God will say, eat the cake. Do you know how many times I've read that and never, never pulled that from it? Isn't the Bible amazing? It is. Because that's so true. Yeah. Cake is my plunder. Yes. Yeah. And there are times where God's saying, leave the plunder and take the plunder. plunder." Oh, that's You know, you'll never know unless you're in a relationship like you are, where you hear God's voice and where, you know, 90 Mm -hmm. or 80% of the time you're plunder free, but then there's going to be a time Mm -hmm. where God's saying, yeah, take it, take the plunder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and there's also times in our lives when, you know, when God sent Elijah um, to the brook and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I will provide for you. And he had to rely on the brook, not drying up because there was in a three-year drought, but also the ravens who are something I never even realized the ravens are, are, are selfish birds. They're never mm-hmm. going to share their food mm-hmm. with you, but they shared it with Elijah. But there's times in our lives when we're going to have to be at the brook and we're going to have to sit there and reflect mm-hmm. on 
knowing God, being still and knowing that I am God, reflecting on God's provisions for you and, and not look at it like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm by myself during through this journey. We have a whole group of women that are helping us. And if we're by the brook and, we, and, and we're reflecting on our lives and wh- where we're at, he will bring us out of it mm-hmm. and he will bring you into a group of women that can help you. Yes. It's amazing. It's the, the, it's the Bible, how the, it, the biblical principles of 2000 years ago apply to us yeah. today over and over <laughs> again. It's the same stories. Yeah, it is. It applies mm-hmm. to us. It's completely, you know, his, his plan was for us to trust his word. So what do you think God could be doing for you? You know, through your weight loss journey, what do you think he could be doing? like for you and through you? So I think that, um, so there's a, a, I I, I see this a lot. I I have had a lot of people reach out to me and want to sell their products, Mm -hmm. you know, weight loss products. And I think that, and, and reaching out, I just shared that with you last week. Someone reached out to me about, you know, they saw a photo and wanted to know what I was doing. I think that God wants me, um, through this journey to share with people that it's not about, you know, if someone asks, how did you do that? I have to say it's all God. Yeah, it is. And so, so that is where I somehow, I mean, I think that of course God wants me to be healthy. And, and so, so the first three years was my journey of him getting his child, me to a healthy place. And he spoke to me and said, at one point, if you don't do something, something, bad at 58 years mm-hmm. old. I knew something was coming. Yep. So I had to get healthy. Um, but now that I'm there, now my, now my path is probably going to change a little bit. I'm doing a ministry in Orwell mm-hmm. um, for children. I think that he will, that, that somehow this is going to tie into that. I don't know, Sherry. I just, it's his plan. It's his will. Um, I also noticed that, you know, a lot of people ask me about my weight loss and it's a, it's a ministry to say, you know, here, here's the link for Sherry's for the seekers method, but also, you know, I give God the glory, you know? So I don't, I'm just waiting. I'm just, I'm just, I'm by my brook. (laughs) I'm by the brook and I'm waiting. Yeah. And it's, and it's all for his glory. I mean, you're doing it for him. Yeah. He's asked, he's asking you to, you know, to go out and make disciples. He's telling you to be Mm -hmm. holy because he's holy. He's telling you to go out and, and, you know, minister to the people and share God's word and to do it through seeking him above all things. And that's exactly what you're doing all for the sake of glorification. And he sees Mm -hmm. you. Amen. And I don't want to go on Mount you. Carmel. I don't want to be Elijah and go up on Mount Carmel. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's too much pressure. But I, but you know, I'm willing to do it one on one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I say that, and God's going to put me on Mount Carmel. You watch. Yeah, you watch. You watch. Oh, I'll be watching. That's so awesome, Mary Wilbert. You are just an absolute fountain of inspiration, encouragement, oh. and hope, and all of the things. I'm just so proud of you. I'm so thankful oh, that thank you, you that you trusted my weird babble about seeking God and not a number on the scale and that God crossed yes. our paths together. I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to speak to other women with my name. So that's always fun when we get together, but I just, <laughs> no, right? I'm just so proud of you because you even did this oh. in the face of menopause you know, despite mm-hmm. being on metformin, despite going, you know, dealing with blood pressure and, and medication, and despite not knowing if you could meal plan, despite not being a chef in the kitchen, um, despite yeah. having, 
you know, your babies in all of their, you know, careers and desires to ambitions and all the things you did it in the face of all of the physical human difficulty. And you did it with God all for his glory. And I love that his glory is just shining on you. So Amen. thank you. I appreciate you sharing thank your testimony. You. Hey, as, and thank as you. And I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. You're so welcome. As your journey unfolds, I hope you might consider coming on the podcast again in the future. Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Hey, you, and welcome to the podcast. So do I ever have a treat for you today? Oh, girl, get excited. Today I have a seeker testimonial. I'm going to be introducing you to a beautiful woman. Her name is Kai, and um, you are going to find her story not only encouraging you, but just you're going to find that her story resonates with your own experience, especially if you are a young mother with three little kids. Kai has, oh, you know, I, I'm just going to get onto the show, onto the interview, because she has so much that she's going to share with you. She's even going to tell us a little bit about what happened when she stepped out of her home office and her neighbor saw her and recognized her recent weight loss. Um, she's just going to share with you that the amazing things that God is doing as he transforms her from the inside out. Kai is just an amazing, amazing woman that is going to do amazing things for God's kingdom. And I hope it all starts here today with you meeting and finding your first introduction to Kai. Hello, everyone. All right, welcome back to the show. So today I have a very special guest and um, I'm going to affectionately refer to her as Kai. Her name is a little bit longer than that and I will probably not do nearly a good job as she will do in introducing herself formally. But I wanna just tell you a little bit about my special guest today because her testimony is powerful. She is a newer client who I have been working with very closely in a near VIP kind of way. She joined the Seekers Method just only a few months ago and has already just completely blown me away with her desire, her heart for God, her obedience, all of it. She is a powerhouse. Ladies, if you are struggling in any way on your weight loss journey, you are not going to want to miss today's episode. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Kai to the podcast. Hello, Kai. Hi, Sherry. Hi. Now, Kai, if you would, if you feel comfortable, tell us a little bit about yourself because you've got the most amazing background. They're going to be able to tell from your accent that you're not naturally from America, but your accent is so beautiful. Tell us a little bit about you. So my name's Kai. I'm um, 39 years old. I was born in Ghana, West Africa, and um, I'm a nurse by profession. I have a husband of um, 15 years and um, I have three kids. And so, um, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I found out about Sherry um, because I was kind of desperate one night just looking through and I thought, surely there's got to be, um, you know, someone who knows what I'm going mm -hmm. through because I know all the things that I hear about. And I, you know, by then I had kind of, I had an inkling that, um, my problem was not just an eating problem because, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian. And so 
I knew that the issue was an issue of my heart. I just mm -hmm. didn't, you know, between all the chaos and all that, just even sitting down to figure out scriptures and to have like a systematic way of, um, you know, going about weight loss and, you know, renewing my mind and letting God change my heart was just so um, overwhelming to me. So I just happened to Google, you know, Christian weight loss. Yay! Um, <laughs> and here it was, there was Sherry and um, yeah, I'll turn it back to you, Sherry. Kai, that just amazes me. First of all, number one, that we even came together because of the podcast, because I literally, God told me to cast the net wider when I started recording the podcast. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I thought, oh, podcast is a fantastic way for me to not have to do my hair. I don't have to <laughs> you know, do any of these things. And I did the, and the fact that even somebody listened to it and that I met somebody like you just absolutely blesses me. And so I'm just so thankful for you. And I'm I'm just so thankful that you agreed to come on today and even just share your testimony. And one of the things that I had asked you to do was to, you know, just really share with us what it's been like to be a seeker, what it's been like, what, you know, what changes you've discovered since you've decided to actually seek God instead of a number on the scale. What's this journey kind of been like? What can you tell us about that? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, without, you know, God being in the picture, without having the insight now of recognizing that some of the things I was doing were, you know, in actual fact, acts of disobedience without seeing the scriptures through the lens of, you know, weight loss and just wanting to, you know, live for God. I don't think I would still be on the journey. I probably would have quit, you know, um, several months ago now because I felt like I started off strong listening to your podcast and such yeah. before I actually got into the um, Seekers Method itself. But without, you know, the scriptures and the transformation that's been happening because of God being in the program and on the journey with me, it would have just been another weight loss, um, yep. weight loss program. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I see you taking God's word and applying it in your life. You know what I mean? I mean, just yes. even through our, you know, our discussions where you've shared with me, you know, just identifying your obstacles. Tell us a little bit more about like in some of the ways that you've kind of let God work through your life. Like, you know, I remember the story of us identifying the obstacles of when your little girls come home from school, you know, do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. And it's, um, it's been amazing because I mean, I'm losing weight. I don't know how much weight yet. I'm I know I'm losing weight, but if there's nothing at all that I gained from this program, as far as weight loss is concerned, the amount, what I've gained is immeasurable. It's oh. completely immeasurable because I've really stopped thinking that, oh, I should pray about this. Mm -hmm. I'm actually praying about it while I'm in the moment. Because yes. when you're in the stage of life where I'm in, where my oldest is nine, and then my youngest is almost three, wow. your time is not your own. So sometimes, no. you know, I have this idea that I can sit and then have like two or three hours chatting with God, but it doesn't work like that. So mm -hmm. this really made sense for me, you teaching me how to just in a quick moment kind of organizing my thoughts and 
talking to God and backing it up with scripture has just been amazing. Just really praying into things ahead of time. I mean, I would think about parties and eating ahead of time. That would be like the joy I would have. But now I'm thinking and praying ahead of time towards Mm -hmm. how I'm going to manage or, you know, how God wants me to do things. I'm bringing God into it. I'm allowing him into these different, you know, um, situations just in my family with work. And so it's not even just, it's spilled over into every aspect of my life because these are not thoughts anymore of I should. I'm doing yeah. it on a daily yeah. basis. I'm aware of my obstacles. I'm, you know, thinking through things more. You know, as you said, I'm learning, you know, as I go because some of these obstacles come to you by surprise you yeah kind of didn't even know they were there <laughs> until you gave your you, you gave God the time to show you you know what's really going on so that's been phenomenal just being able to recognize okay I fell here this is what happened plan towards it next time mm-hmm. because not all the all the obstacles are like jumping out at me all the time yes so you're right. it's the not sitting on the floor and just staying there and going backwards but sitting on the floor as you put it you know kind of sitting there a bit (laughs) dusting myself off standing up and then moving forward with you know the lesson that I learned from falling absolutely because it's meant to make you stronger right you know and And that's different yeah it is and you know I mean it's okay sometimes you can only get better by falling you know, because the act of standing up strengthens your leg muscles metaphorically. You know, mm-hmm. I love the story that you shared with me on one of our calls where you told me about like your your trip to your sisters. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, I remember that. And I'd been praying into it because I'd had a couple of, um, you know, incidents where either I'm hosting or going over there and just kind of either kind of losing what I'd been doing completely and just kind of eating whatever and doing whatever because I didn't have a plan but praying into it really really kept me focused you know I was praying I was fasting and I had a plan I had Mm -hmm. a plan before I got there when I got there if there was nothing for me to eat I was going to scramble some eggs I was going to do that because I was going to break my fast at that time but I wasn't just going to be you know surprise and just kind of eat whatever and you know that whole trip was just amazing because um praying into it was amazing because God just came through I usually don't drive when we travel there my husband does and Mm -hmm. so that was a thing that I also gave to God again I wouldn't have thought about doing this if I hadn't been going through the seekers method because I I prayed and I asked God to give me the strength to be able to just get on the highway, drive all the way there with the three kids and, you know, even plan their snacks and plan my own snack if I needed it and then coming back as well. So it was just amazing because I saw, I just saw how God put me through each, you know, situation. It wasn't, it, it just all to his glory. Oh, all to his glory. And it's just amazing because what I love about everything you're sharing with us is 
you know, we don't realize this, but other people are watching us and other people are seeing us walk out our faith on a whole nother level in a whole nother area, you know, because the world is so used to dieting and here you are, you're not counting and measuring and, you know, tracking all the things. I mean, you're just living your life, but you're living it with God and you're walking in obedience. And one of the other things that I loved from the very get-go with you, Kai, was when we first talked, you were like, now, Sherry, I have a certain way that I'm used to eating. You know, you bring a lot of culture to, you know, to your plate and you didn't want to be in a position where you had to compromise who you are, how you eat, how your family is accustomed to eating. So tell us how that's been, because you really wanted to keep some of your ethnicity available to you with your palate. Right, right. And um, and I have to preface this too, because <laughs> again, you know, God's just so merciful because yes. when I started listening to you and you said dieters mentality, I was like, dieter me? I'm not a dieter. I don't have any <laughs> issues with that. I know what she's talking about, but you know, I still have these conversations with God where I have to say, okay, God, that was not a thought that you would want me to have. That is really a dieter's mentality because, you know, okay, sure, this wasn't the best thing that I did here, but it doesn't mean that now that I'm okay to exercise, I'm just going to go and exercise like super hard to make up for what I ate. And so I I had this conversation with the Lord just yesterday and I had to kind of say, okay, I recognize that was a dieter's, you know, mentality, but if you had asked me six months ago, I was pretty cocky about it too, (laughs) that I didn't have any dieter's mentality. So anyway, back to um, the question. Yeah. And now I lost my With your ethnic food. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, But yes, the ethnic food was something. It was just, um, I realized that if I had to, along with all the change that God, um, that I was expecting God to make in my, my life, just helping me to change, I felt that it might be too much with my young family trying to make meals for myself completely different from you know what I was going to feed them would be an issue one of the things I recognized with myself is not um most of the food I I cook um the Ghanaian dishes are pretty healthy Mm -hmm. um because they're all made from scratch and it's not unhealthy fats and all of that we use a lot of you know palm Mm -hmm. oil in our cooking and such um peanut oil here and there so I knew that stuff wasn't the standard American diet yeah and I knew I had to find a way um and believe me I even tried that and I had a conversation with the Lord and I just felt him saying okay (laughs) you've seen how difficult it can be to try to do things in your own strength and do it in your own way by trying to completely change your diet. So let me help you where Mm -hmm. you are and let's move forward in this. And so when I, that really gave me peace because I recognized it wasn't the the food I was eating wasn't necessarily unhealthy. It's just, I was going through this mindless, mindless eating. You know, it was almost like, uh, you know, as you said, when the kids would come home, if I didn't have dinner ready and they are starving and they are screaming and wanting to eat (laughs) and food wasn't ready, 
I just, you know, as I cooked, I ate, I ate, I ate, I ate. Yeah. I would sample, 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 and probably eat for three before I sat down to actually have dinner with the family. <laughs> so those were some of the issues I had. Mm -hmm. um, and I, God just really helped me to bridge that in that, you know, I'm fasting when they get home, I can sit and have a meal with them instead of eating, you know, because of my stress levels when they get home because I'm just getting off work at that time too so what really helped with that is planning and some of the ideas you gave me is planning and prepping ahead of time and you know a practical example that you had given me was to you know get the fruit out whatever I think you had said vegetables but you know I know what kinds of fruit they like so just getting <laughs> everything ready cutting up the apples and the oranges and putting it in a big old bowl in the fridge and then when they got home, I set it out and they could pick yeah. at it while I fixed, you know, or I fixed dinner. But these days I don't really even have to fix dinner from scratch anymore because I prepped on the weekend, oh, you know, good. so I'm doing a lot of the batch cooking, which I did some of that before, mm -hmm. but it's better now. It's more fine tuned because I have a plan. That's so good. And, you know, something you touched on that I want to ask you about. Um, and I think you're in a position because I've, you know, gotten to know you and seen how you've like really grown and trusted God in this area is let's talk a little bit about fasting. You mentioned, you know, being in a fasted state, you know, going to your sisters or, and, or, you know, when the kids come home and what have you, what were your initial thoughts about fasting and how do you feel like, wh how does fasting fit into all of this for you? Okay. So fasting, I would fast, you know with Bible studies, you know, that I've been a part of or prayer groups that I've been a part of. My issue wasn't always being able to fast. It's that when I got off the fast, it was almost worthless because I would eat two, two days worth of food because I was done with my fast. Mm -hmm. I could go three days, you know, do a 36 hour fast. And then, but when I was done, I knew it even before, I just didn't have the scripture to back it up, to say, yep. if you know what is, you know, good and you don't do it, it is sent to you because yeah. you know that you should not come off a fast and then have a, a banquet, you know, because you hadn't eaten, <laughs> you know, the last 36 hours. So I knew yeah. that in my heart, you know, I really believe it was the Holy Spirit kind of gently saying, this is not right. But, you know, what you've really helped me to recognize is that it is sin. And once I saw that, you know, I believe that any Christian who wants to grow and is not just stuck where they are and happy being stuck, always wants to please God. So once we see yep. the scripture and we see the evidence that this is sin, we want to do better. And that was yep. it for me. Oh, and it has just been beautiful to watch how you've stepped boldly into the direction of trusting God, even in your food, because a lot of people are like, listen, I'll go to God for all the things, but nobody's touching my food, you know, and I've really seen you step into trust, like just being honest with yourself and being so honest with me, the things that you've shared, you know, even when we've talked about, you know, being aware and anticipating hormonal fluctuations through the month and, and you sharing that, you know, you didn't really think that you had that issue and you've really kind of overcome that? I mean, do you feel like you're more armed for the monthly cycles and the, the different changes in your body? Absolutely. And I, I wrote down another change too that yeah. I noticed because I was, I've been really prepping for 
um, the premenstrual, you know, portion. But then yeah. this week, it was different because I was ready and I didn't need as much food during the premenstrual, you know, portion, the PMS yeah. um, week. But then I found that towards the cycle itself, I found that I was kind of hungry. Yeah. On Sunday night, I found myself feeling it was 8 p.m. And I had had dinner before six so I could be done eating for the, the day. And I thought, wow, that's kind of odd that I'm hungry. But, you know, I realized that, again, with, with what we're doing here, it's not a quick fix. So yeah. if I needed something, then it was okay to have something that yep. would be healthy, that was, you know, within, um, even though I eat, I, I, I may not be a keto or, you know, whole 30, mm -hmm. I still know that if I'm fasting and I'm going to benefit from it, I don't want to spike my insulin unnecessarily yep. after I'm done eating, but you've taught me some things I can do, you know, so I went ahead and I, um, I think this is okay, but um, I had, um, I, I think I had a few olives, you know, at that time yes. and, you know, I was settled, I drank some water and I was good. Oh, so, so good. you know, that's what I, I did. Um, but usually I would have been stressing out because I feel like everything has to be to the T. It yeah. has to be, you know, this is what I need to do. I said I wasn't going to eat at six, but, you know, sometimes the enemy traps me in yep. that and he traps me too when I fail because, you're, he says, you're not going to be able to do this because look, you already failed at this. Might as well give up. Yep. Gosh, he's, he's so, he's so tricky. You know what I mean? Cause he uses us as our own weapon against oh, ourselves. Yes. Like he studies us so much that we don't even slow down to pay attention to ourselves, to know how to combat, how to arm ourselves and be prepared. So that is so good that you just ate the olives. Cause yeah, hunger is going to happen. Mm -hmm. it's, it's gonna happen you've met yourself you know it happens yes <laughs> and that's why when you say things to me like you shared with me one day how I think maybe you were checking your mail or something and your your neighbor noticed yes. your weight loss because you've not you've not weighed I mean to really kind of see so what happened when your neighbor said that to you tell us what happened there well it's interesting but it's so odd. And this is how God just sets us free from some of these yeah. things. And this covenant teaching that I did this weekend, that's hey. also just like, you know, really teaching me to just really believe God at his word, because mm -hmm. here I am. Sure. I want to lose weight. Sure. Things are happening. And then I see this neighbor out the door and she says, you know, oh, wow, you look really good. But I didn't believe her. And I, <laughs> I'm not sure why I didn't believe her. And I shared a little bit about what I was doing and, yeah. you know, and such. But it was it was just odd, you know, and I had to ask myself and I sent you that text, you know, reach yeah. out to you about it is that I didn't understand what my issue was, why yeah. I didn't believe her. I mean, partly because I couldn't really see. Um, and my husband said this to me two prior to you know two of my neighbors saying anything <laughs> to me and I still didn't believe him so which is also odd because he's not someone my husband's the kind of husband you don't want to ask you know do you think this dress <laughs> makes me look fat because he will tell you the truth it's not in his nature to lie so he doesn't lie easily so you know I, I don't know. I still don't know why. I didn't know until you spoke with me about it, you know, yeah. that it's just that way that I've been seeing myself for so long. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Penny's um, 
testimony because it's spoken. I feel like I know her personally (laughs) so many times, you know, is that, um, you know, she didn't realize how small she got before. I think Mm -hmm. it's in our heads, you know, and it's also the the lie the enemy has us to believe that we're stuck. Yep. It's never going to be different. It's going to be this way, the rest of your life, get used to it. Yeah. Isn't that just so sad? Like when you see that, it's still hard to get out of that. But I mean, cause here I am now, I don't even know. I, I have no idea how much I weigh. Praise the Lord. The scale is gone. I mean, I I'm just so thankful. It's good, but I'm at that point, Kai, and this is good for you to even hear that even somebody a few steps ahead of you on this narrow path, I still at the change of seasons, pull out the shorts and think, oh my goodness, no way are those shorts fit me. And when they, when I pull them on and I, I button them up and I zip them up and I look in the mirror and I just stand there in shock and awe, you know, or, or even the pants I've been wearing all winter. Cause I have my go-to out of the house pants <laughs> and right. I put them on. And as soon as my feet go in, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to get stuck on my thighs. And I pull them up and zip them up and button them. And I'm like, let's go. You know, yeah. I'm so excited. It's just one of those things that we're so used to thinking things aren't going to happen. And then stepping into the reality of what we thought, like it's not going to happen because we no longer, you know, we don't know how to keep going with the maintenance of our weight loss and all of these things. So I'm just so inspired by your story. And you know, something else, Kai, and I don't want to keep you because girl, I know you're in demand with your career and all the things, but (laughs) something that you shared with me in our last one-on-one call, you told me that, you know, you were stepping into that phase where not only were you listening to your body and you were fasting daily, but you were starting to see that it wasn't so much anymore about the weight loss as much as it that you were starting to experience the life gain. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, Kai. Yes. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that? Like how you're just seeing like your relationship with God, you know, differently now? I really do, Sherry. And it's that he cares about every mm-hmm. aspect of it. And if I'll just pray into it I just see how he comes in and he leads the way step by step he shows me how to do even the smallest things I mean I could be looking for and this is just my story I could be looking for my car keys and I'll ask the Holy Spirit to help me and sure enough within (laughs) a few seconds he shows me And I'm, you know, again, this is the biggest thing is that I've stopped saying, oh, when I pray, I'm going to, I just, I've learned to bring him into everything. I've learned to, you know, take captive my thoughts. I've learned to um, seek him, to Mm -hmm. seek him first every day in the morning and seek him at night too. And just his word, recognizing that his word is for every season of my life. I mean, take the covenant um, covenant teaching that you had shared and then also the resources you gave. One of the things that just spoke to me so strongly is that we're spiritually, we're, you know, the Israelite people. So all of God's promises, you know, apply to us. Yes, they do. And so I'm learning now to 
think differently and not to think that God's going to hold back on me because I'm just in a different season or it's, you know, a couple thousand years later or whatever, you know, it's, it's for me today. Yes, it is. So that's been, you know, also turning me in a, I feel like I've gone a step higher from where I was even Mm. just last week because my mind's changing my heart's changing yeah and I can recognize the enemy's lies quicker and recognize temptation quicker because a lot of the things I did I didn't realize it was temptation I just thought it's something that I was stuck in yeah totally yeah we don't see it as temptation Mm -mm. you know we don't even necessarily when we're reading scripture apply it to all areas of our life. We compartmentalize things and we don't even realize it. And, and the enemy's counting on us not to see that. Yes, yes. You know? Oh, Kai, I just, first of all, love your testimony. Love your accent. <laughs> I am so thankful that you found me on the internet and that we connected. I've gotten to see you face to face, you know, through Zoom. You are absolutely beautiful. You're such a good mom, such just such a beautiful heart you have. And I just thank you so much for lending your story to us. I know that you're going to inspire somebody and I'm just so thankful that you shared all of this so openly with us. You're doing such an amazing job, Kai. And I just appreciate you being on the call with me today on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Sherry. I feel so blessed to, you know, that God led me to you and that you've invested in me and just um, been available to me, prayed for me, prayed over me, and just really been just a just been godly counsel really and I'm so grateful for that you're so practical and I laugh I laugh all the time when I listen to you (laughs) oh that's funny you're you're probably my one person laughing everybody else is like what is this woman doing (laughs) (laughs) well Kai thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you Hey, you. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you because today you are going to meet um, one of my tenured seekers. Her name is Becky Brickman. She's a mom mentor and just an all around amazing and fabulous Christian woman. She has been in the Seekers Method with me ever since it started back in the good old days of 2018. You are going to love this interview that she agreed to do with me where she shares with you not only that she has lost 65 pounds, yeah, and she lost it in her first year of doing the Seekers Method, but she just turned 40 and she has found the way to just be in the world but not be of it, to be able to go on vacation and to still live a life where she's losing weight and maintaining her 65-pound weight loss. She's living a life where she is seeking God and not a number on the scale. And let me just tell you, the transformation of this woman is nothing more than profound. It speaks volumes to what God can do in your life if you were to just seek him and not a number on the scale. I just know that you're going to love this interview. We're going to have a quick um, a quick commercial break. And on the other side, you are going to meet the beautiful Becky Brickman, 
where she shares everything and she even gives tips to the newbies. If you're a newbie in the Seekers Method and you're a little bit hesitant and reluctant and fearful of all the things with regard to fasting, girl, stay tuned. You don't want to miss this episode. Hey, everyone. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. I have the biggest treat for you today. I have on the podcast today a very, an amazing seeker. Her name is Becky Brickman, and Becky has been with the Seekers Method since the very beginning. She has had the most amazing transformation. Um, I still, Becky, this is just a side note to you. I still remember the day with the bathing suit picture. I don't know. Yeah. So she's had tremendous success, and she is a strong Christian. She is somebody who is just on the narrow path and actively walking and doing every single thing that God's word says that she can do. So Becky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to be here. It's so nice having you here. So you've been with the Seekers Method for a while and you have done very well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, My name is Becky Brickman. I just turned 40 this last year uh, during the pandemic, which was a whole nother story. But um, (laughs) I have two daughters and um, they're 11 and six. And my husband is a full-time educator and um, I am now a full-time stay-at-home mom. But in the past, I have been um, very busy with volunteering and also with um, teaching kinder music. So I have a very large plate of things that I do. Uh, So yeah, Um, I started this- Very full plate. Yeah, very full play. I started the Seekers <laughs> Method with the beta group um, back in, yes. gosh, was that 20? I don't, I don't even remember. I think it was 2018. I think you're right. It's like, I can't even believe it's 21 now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But in, in the course of that first year with the Seekers Method, I lost 65 pounds. Wow. And in the last two years, since, you know, kind of maintaining, I have Mm -hmm. managed to maintain the majority of that weight loss. Now, the last six months of the pandemic or so, I've kind of creeped back up a little bit, but, you know, I'm still within that original, original 60 pound loss. I'm probably only about maybe five to 10 pounds pushed back up. So yeah, there's, there's work to be done and more weight to lose, but that's why I stick around with the secrets method because it works. Oh, and it works because you make it work. Like you plug it in and you actually do the work and I'm so proud of you. And that's a huge part of why I wanted to ask you to come onto the podcast today, because this is an area that you live out loud. Like you do and you, and you're so willing and giving and how you share even in the community. So thank you for that quick side note on that. But I mean, like we watch you in the seekers method, we watch you go on vacation and we, you know, see how you share with us, you know, what you are allowing yourself to eat. Can you tell us a little bit about like what your approach is to, you know, doing these things, like how you leverage the tools, how you go on vacation, all of these things. Tell us a little bit about how you did that even just last year. Sure. So Um, Just to start, my regular way of eating is pretty much a Whole30, but lower carb, so kind of keto, paleo, Whole30 blend. I do -hmm. allow a little bit of dairy here and there, um, but my absolute no-no 
is no gluten. Um, I found mm -hmm. after doing the first round of Whole30 that if I add that back in, it is bad, bad news for me and my body and my mind. Yep. So that's yep. my one big fat no-no is I do not eat gluten. So that's awesome. taking that flexibility of being able to eat some more higher carb vegetables and um, on occasion, I don't count macros. I don't, yep. I don't, that law of keto macro counting was what bit me in the butt when we first started and made me switch to whole 30. So, yep. I remember that. Yes. That was a big Holy spirit call, wake up call for me. Like you are in the diet mindset when you count things. So don't do that. So, yeah. um, and that was the big, that was really big for me to, to stop counting things. <laughs> like, cause yeah, I had been a Weight Watchers girl for a very long time. Like since I was like eight years old, like my mom put me on Weight Watchers. So this has been a very, very big hump to overcome. So that was a huge thing for me. So being able to have the flexibility and not have to count, have a world of food open to me. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I just eat whole, good, healthy, God-given foods, you know? And yep. so when I go on vacation, I'll allow, you know, some of those higher carb things like maybe French fries oh, or, yep. um, <laughs> or, you know, some other treat like things like gluten-free cookies or something, you know, yeah. but it's not something that I eat on a regular basis. Okay. Yep. So when I'm doing, um, when I'm on vacation, I allow much more flexibility. Um, but in general, I eat a fairly clean diet. Yeah. And I so. see that as the secret to your success there, because that really does give you the adaptability where you can actually still be in the world and not be so kept even while you're on vacation, but not necessarily be of it. Like to the point where you're like, woohoo, I'm on vacation, partay, yeah. you know, give me all the ice creams, give me all the things. And, and then completely just completely, you know, you're off the narrow path. And then the turnaround coming back is so hard. And tell us a little bit about, because this is a, this is the second part of your, your, just your awesomeness is I see you leveraging the tools and I see you being strong in that comeback. You are so attuned to your body. You know, now what works for your body. And I see you like, you know, you've assembled your seeker toolbox and I see you actually using the tools. Tell us a little bit about your comeback. Like when you start coming back and cause when you came back from vacation last year, I remember it wasn't just, let me get back from vacation. It was, let me adjust to house guests. Let me adjust to my husband leaving the house for career and COVID and homeschooling. Yeah. So tell us about your comeback after vacation. Yeah. So last October in schools finally started, um, allowing some kids back in the building. And so my husband was finally dealing back with people in person. So, um, he was back at work, whereas he had been home this whole, this whole time. My mom was also in town visiting for an entire month. And so home. So it was yeah. really a, a huge transition and it kind of did take some finagling to figure out, okay, what's going to work for me now? with my fasting mm -hmm. hours, with what I'm eating. And one of the big things that, that I've learned in the seekers method is that if I um, allow myself some more fats, like 
avocado or um, an extra egg in an omelet or some extra butter when I cook my eggs or whatever, um, that, that will help me stretch my fasting hours a little bit longer the next day. And that's something Sherry has taught us, you know, from the beginning is that if we add those extra fats at dinner or whatever our last meal of the day is that we can go longer the next day. So when I'm coming off of higher carb eating, I make sure that I put those extra good, healthy fats, like, you know, the avocado and the macadamia nuts and the, you know, almonds and avocado oil and whatever other good um, fats I'm eating at the time so that I can stretch those hours a little bit longer each day. And I build it back up. I don't just immediately get home from vacation or from a PMS window where I'm eating potatoes and, and the next day say, okay, I'm going to do a 20 hour fast day. Exactly. Because that would be killer. Like I would just be miserable. And so, yeah. um, so I've learned that um, even on a day that I've had more carbs, if at the end of the day, I know that tomorrow is going to be a day that should be a longer fasting day. I will add back mm -hmm. in like the extra fat, like a spoonful of peanut yeah. butter or whatever as my closing meal for the day. And so that way the next day I can get into fat burning a little bit quicker, even though there's carbs in my system with that extra fat, it kind of enables me to switch over without so much of cravings and lightheadedness and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's even talk a little bit about, you know, where you are relative to where you started, because you have the tools now to know that, you know, when you're coming back from vacation, you can't expect tomorrow morning. If you come back Sunday night, you can't expect Monday morning back in it without a lot of difficulty, without a little bit of, you know, keto flu starting as you, you know, step into the week, you know, now to ease yourself into it. And you mentioned something that depending on who's listening to this, they may or may not know that. Yeah. In the seekers method, we together, we all lean into and learn about fasting. And that's one of the things you have done very well. And would you, would you attribute a great deal of your success in weight loss with this over any other diet, if you will, because of the fasting component? Definitely. Because yeah. when you're fasting, you've, you've overcome that craving part, that temptation. Mm -hmm. Like when you know, you're just not going to eat, it's easy to not eat. And, yeah. um, it's not that you're starving yourself. That was one of the things I was most scared about to start fasting was that, oh my gosh, I'm going to be starving myself and my metabolism is going to shut down. And, uh, you know, that's, that can't be good for you. I mean, everybody says you need to eat three meals a day and snacks in between and yada, yada, yada. But, <laughs> yeah. but looking at all the science that has been shared and that even I've done some research outside of the seekers method, it's actually really mm -hmm. healthy for your body. <laughs> to not yeah. eat so healthy. And, yeah. So that kind so of helped me get over the mental, the mental block of like, oh my gosh, what am I'm not going to eat? What? Um, I know. And that's yeah. the hardest part because I remember being there with you, Becky, not only, you know, watching you go through, you know, believing in yourself and that you can go longer once you're fat adapted between meals. But I remember doing that too, thinking I can't fast, but the difference maker is 
how we in the Seekers Method, you know, really practice switching our fuel source. We, yeah. we simultaneously switch our fuel source from sugar in our immediate food to fat, but we also switch our, our fuel source from ourselves to God. And that's yeah. the difference maker. Do you find that that's been like the missing link for you to like really just bring God into this entire journey? Oh, absolutely. Because my own willpower is never enough, has never been enough yeah. and never will be yeah. enough. And God power is infinite and is always there. And it's always available to tap into if I will simply reach out and tap into it. And mm-hmm. um, while I knew that, I never had applied that to weight loss. And so yes. that, that even in weight loss, that phrase comes back mm-hmm. around all the time now. Um, yeah. And, and not only even in weight loss, but even in motherhood even in washing the dishes, even if, you know, like it just comes back around to be able to apply God's word to every single part of my life and not just my Christian walk, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Because I think that's, that's kind of the revelation God gave me was that, you know, his word doesn't just apply only to certain areas. It's our life, our Christian life, which is why I'm a Christian life coach for your Christian life to show you how to take God's word and apply it to your life. And yeah, I just think that's powerful when we can unlock all of his truths and walk in them wholeheartedly. So let me ask you this question. What advice, what advice might you give to your, let's say hypothetically, you know, let's say what advice would you give to a Christian or to a Christian, a a seeker just starting out in her journey? What would you, what is advice you wish you'd had at the very beginning or things that you wish you would have trusted from the very beginning? Right. So probably the first thing I would say is don't be scared of, of fasting. It's not, Ah, yeah, it's not something to be feared. Um, Mm And, and also don't trust your feelings because your feelings are never going to be, um, on the right track. Um, That's not to say don't trust your gut. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, don't trust those emotions that come pouring in and out and are so fickle. I mean, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. And yep. Yeah. I have really learned um, to make sure that I am listening to my God voice and not my my Becky self flesh voice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and do you find a lot? Well, you're absolutely right. I find I think that what you just said is such amazing advice for somebody just starting out. Don't be afraid of fasting and don't necessarily just trust your emailing, your emailings. Wow. I'm just coming up with the words today, your emotions, <laughs> your feelings, because let's, let's face it. I mean, that's just you reacting in the flesh. And when you can learn like you have to pull back the reins and not allow yourself, your life, your food choices to be mastered by your impulses, your feelings, your habits, your routine, uh, the minute you stop doing that, you can truly start stepping into being led in the spirit in all the areas. Like you mentioned, you know, even Mm -hmm. in motherhood, even in doing the dishes, all the things. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. Are there any parting words that you would like to share with us before we wrap our session? Because girl, you just like hit the nail on the head and knocked this out of the park in all the areas. Um, just that the, the power behind the Seeger's method is not necessarily in quote fasting. The yeah. power in the Seeger's method is that it is God's word lived yes, out. And Absolutely. yes, fasting is part of it, but mm -hmm. without God's power, it wouldn't be possible. Yep. So, dig, oh, you're so right. Dig into God's power, dig into God's word, look at what he has to say about fasting, and follow mm -hmm. that advice. Ah, oh, such amazing wisdom. Well, girl, I'm just going to say thank you because I can hear babies coming in. Yes. I so totally appreciate you being on the show with me today. Hey, the next time I have another spot open up, would you come back and talk with us? Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Becky Brickman. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye.